0: Mixer.com slash DCT Podcast. Welcome to the assembly show of the DCT Podcast Network, featuring all fe- several favorite hosts of your favorite DCT Podcast shows. I'm one of your hosts, Andy B. I'm one of the producers and hosts of the Flash Podcast and one of the moderators of the DC Podcast Network. And with me is a bunch of awesome people. So. Let's go in order, and let's also go in order where Andy d- doesn't forget certain hosts like last year. So first off, from Legends of Gotham, which is the ones that he did forget last year, Bill Minks and anne this Zizamone, how are you guys doing tonight? We're good. How are you? I'm doing Absolutely
1: ma- fantastical. Andy, how are you doing?
0: I'm, d- I'm doing marvelous. I'm doing marvelous. <laughs> <boy>. um, <laughs> Excellent. Also with me from the Flash podcast is Mr. Adam Holmes.
2: Hey, guys. How's it going? Is
0: this your first time being live, by the way?
2: Uh, you know, actually, it might.
0: <gasps> oh my God! You just lost lost your, you know, live virginity ish. It had
2: to happen someday.
0: I mean, right, I mean, <laughs> at least you were protection. And with us from Supergirl Radio is uh, Carl, Morgan Morgan Glennett. I I, I mixed up the last names. <laughs> Morgan Glennett and Rebecca Johnson. And Morgan is also <laughs> from the Legends of Tomorrow guys. Hi, girls, Yay. doing
3: Yeah. Yeah. Well, good. thanks for having us back. This has been awesome. It's been a great day.
0: It's been a great long day uh, we've been going for over six hours and we're going to be here for about about two more hours and so as we are raising money for the Christopher and Dana Ree foundation as uh, it's our this year's uh, cherry that we're working with and we have I mean guys this is how awesome you guys are anyone who's listening to this a live, live and wired or listening later on <laughs> the feeds uh, <laughs> that one's for you Rebecca by the way and um, uh, yes just five Black minutes. Wire. Five minutes after we started the Quiver session, we had hit a thousand dollars. So I had to like interrupt Michael and say, "Hey, bro, we we just hit our goal." He's like, "What?" Yes, we just hit our goal. So we've been trying to go for two thousand, but we at this point we reached thousand three hundred fourteen dollars, and that is super freaking fantastic because, I mean, it just shows you that when we bring all of our listeners together, all our subscribers, followers. Soccers, I'm sure we have some, you know, we can do some real wonders in the podcast community zone because, you know, what else should we, you know, it's good to put them to use and kind of like help the community in any way we can, you know, at, rather than just benefit us or something like that. So I, um, I mean, let's go around the table and just check in with everyone how, how this experience has been for everyone compared to last year. So Gotham peeps talk.
1: <laughs> uh, it this was, has
4: been quite the adventure this year, just because we moved today.
1: Yeah, and
4: had technical glitch after technical glitch. You know, like our internet cutting out a minute before it, we went live. But uh, we rebounded.
1: Mm-hmm. And I will <laughs> say, it was nice. It was nice when we were taking little micro breaks from the moving to like pop open Twitter and see how well everybody else was doing. You know, since we weren't able to hang out in the chat room all day, for sure.
4: Exactly. We wanted to. Trust me, I'd much rather have been in a chat room than putting away dishes and clothes (laughs) (laughs) but you'll have that but no i think it's i think it's been a great experience it's been nice compared to last year where i had to skype into our own conversation from the same house we are actually in the same room which Mm -hmm. makes podcasting so much more fun
1: definitely (laughs)
0: and um ladies from uh, supergirl radio as well as on tomorrow podcast and morgan because this was your you weren't You were not with us last year. Uh, No, I
5: wasn't. I wasn't with you. So obviously, uh, I might be a little biased, but I think this year is the best year. I mean, (laughs)
3: just saying.
1: (laughs) No, yet last year was way better. (laughs) No, I'm kidding. No,
3: no. (laughs) (laughs) They were equally great. (laughs) Equally great. This, This year, I didn't have my internet go out, which was nice. Because last last time (laughs) my internet went out like three times during the and it was a two hour show, so poor Michael Bailey who was helping me out was like having to vamp a little bit. So this year it was nice that my internet stuck with me.
4: So that means next year someone else's internet's going to go out. Well, Well, because yours did last year, (laughs) ours did this
0: year. I mean, this year the only. I mean, we, the only glitch we had was uh, during the Flash podcast show. Uh, my uh, my good friend Jason Inman, who uh, who's been guesting on the Flash podcast a lot this year, and he is a good friend of the show. He for, people were not able to hear him sometimes. He was apparently having. I mean, he was cutting in and out and so on, according to listeners. But then it got better. So uh, yeah, it did. But no one actually disconnected. No. Everyone still with They're... me? I was. I'm just waiting Wait. to see that, I, that I'm not jinxing myself
1: um andy we take two
0: <laughs> you're welcome
1: no we, we actually uh our internet cut out five minutes before our segment started like the entire oh, the the, <laughs> mo- the cable modem just went completely dark <Aren't laughs> and we were like what are we gonna do but uh we fixed it it's so. all
0: good yeah no, and adam I mean, well, adam you, have, you haven't even been la- live at all this whole day but like you know you you know you help me from behind the scenes and so on like i i mean talk say something
2: uh, i mean you know it seen. It, i mean it seems like this year things seem to be going more smoothly you know a few hiccups here and there but you know each year this just this this will just get better and better
0: yeah i mean it definitely helped that we that we now have two more podcasts on the network because one i mean last year was I mean, each podcast had to go for two hours, which, you know, I didn't mind. It was fun. But it was then, you know, the assembly show had to be shorter then. And you know, now we got to switch around because now we have six shows. And, who you knows, maybe next year we'll have eight shows or ten shows. I mean, anything is possible, you guys. So, I mean, th- you know, these networks and cable networks, they announce stuff every, you know, all the time. But, no, but for me, I mean. Well, we're
1: starting up new five new podcasts next year just about <laughs> Gotham.
2: So
3: I, w- I would listen to every <laughs> each, one of each
2: them. character gets their own that exactly. <laughs> There
3: is, We'll just
4: start one that is look at this joker. Mm. <gasps> can, one,
2: I, I, one, hey, can,
0: can I audition?
1: You can do it you can. Oh, Absolutely. We, we are very very harsh though. We are Same very to the script and you have to have you have to have a full <laughs> dance routine, oh, a Shakespearean yeah. monologue and you have to bake a cake.
0: Honey, honey oh, I will show you some cake. Uh, but um, <laughs> that was—I mean, this is pretty much the closest thing we will have to DC is after the dark or whatever. So there will be um, there will be some kinkiness. Uh, I mean, if there are no kids around, Whoa. I mean, Andy's not going to hold back at all. Uh, guys, before we start with this, we're going to talk. We're going to talk about several t- subjects within the whole DC TV universe, and Fox. Uh, no, <laughs> Wow, that was bad. I'm sorry, but it, you know, it's. I mean, it kinda, it's a little bit sad that Gotham is the only one not connected to the Berlander universe, but, I mean, who knows? Maybe it will one day. But before we before we go on, before I drive everyone crazy, uh, if you haven't donated, if you're tuning in just right now, live and wired, you know, head over to dctvpodcast.com slash fundraiser because we've hit, we have hit $1,300 plus, and can we hit 1500 or 2,000? Who knows? But with your help, we could. So head over to dcpockets.com slash fundraiser and make a donation if you haven't done so already. And when you donate, you actually get en- automatically entered into a raffle with some awesome giveaways that we'll be announcing sometime tomorrow or Monday after we're all back from our sleep coma because I think all of us are going to be sleeping quite a lot tomorrow. I hope. Uh, so if you haven't done it, please do so and spread the word on social media. Post it on Facebook and Twitter. Make you know, Post this live show, Mixer.com slash DC Podcast and use the hashtag #JoinRee, which is the official hashtag from the refoundation Foundation, which we've been working very closely with and we're so honored to have had a connection and also use the hashtag DC Podcast Live. And I think, I mean, not to brag, you guys, but I think we're actually trending. Um, <laughs> but uh, that—that's just me. So yes, if you can donate, please do so because we, you know, we appreciate any donation you can make. Uh, any, any, all the money, go, you know, is useful to to the refoundation. So just, just, just donate. So let's get in some fun DC TV because you know we don't get to do this very often because we, you know, even though we're a big network, you know, we don't always get to work together. We don't always get to be on the same shows and whatnot because of schedules and all those things. But tonight we get to. So now we're going to touch upon several things and uh, news items, you know, that kind of, you know, just to see how everyone feels about it and, you know, do some fan awards and all that. So, hey, let's talk about Superman for a second because it kind of does tie into the Re-Foundation. Uh, Super yeah. Girl, Superman is coming to Supergirl for season two. And he is, official. He's, he's officially coming. So, uh, so, let's go around the table and See how one feels, uh, Morgan. Let's start with you. How do you feel about Superman finally coming to the small screen on Supergirl for these two episodes? And how, do you have any casting preferences?
5: Hmm. I don't know. I don't know about casting preferences. I think. Um, oh, from White Collar. What was his? Na- what's his name? Matt Bomer? Yes. I mean, he looks like like what I would imagine Superman looks like. <laughs> so,
3: I think he actually that he'd voiced be great. Superman. I think.
5: Did he really? Yeah, Superman Unbound. Yeah, that's he, right. He is, he is actually perfect looking um, to the point where it's like almost scary. So I think that he would be great. Um, he's also a good actor, which helps. Um, and I'm excited to see Superman on Supergirl. I think that they've um, – I don't want to see too much Superman on Supergirl because it is her show, but, um, but they've mentioned him so many times and, and – cutting around him was starting to get (laughs) awkward uh we've talked about this on supergirl radio a lot but like the fact that his boots are just like in one scene as he's like unconscious on a table was was like funny but like not in the way that they were probably intending it to be so so i'm excited for them to actually like work him in as a real character so that you know we don't always have to see them like chit-chatting with each other
1: yeah, I, I, I will say that part of my hesitancy in getting caught up on Supergirl is basically uh, the way they position Superman as a character. So it, this news has me very excited. I I, I I mean, I'm definitely interested in the approach they're going to take with it, for sure. Although I did hear that, you know, Seth Rogen might be on the table to play Superman. And oh, I don't Lord. know if I could picture <laughs> Superman uh... laughing like that. <laughs> oh, oh, no. oh, my no, God. No. That laugh. That was too close. <laughs> <laughs> well, I—I I, I actually, if uh, if I take my glasses off, I am Seth Rogen. So.
6: <laughs>
3: <laughs> that was worth it just to see, just to hear Anne Marie laugh. <laughs> well, well Anne Marie,
0: yeah, what, what are you? What are your thoughts about Superman coming to Supergirl? Um,
4: I—I <laughs> I don't really. I'm not a huge Superman fan. I just married one. Oh,
6: <laughs>
0: that is adorable.
4: I, uh, you know, I'll buy Superman paraphernalia for him, but, uh, mm-hmm. I, when I have to choose, I choose, I've always leaned more Batman, so I really have no,
1: I, I, well, it, this I don't is, watch this,
4: Supergirl. This is a
1: long-range <laughs> plan. I, I'm slowly breaking her. Like, uh, you know. Okay, he is
4: slowly breaking me. Let's oh, just be wow. honest, because. Batman v Superman was like all of the happy and well. I think me and Rebecca Johnson share a bit of a brain, a little bit on some things <laughs> from that.
3: <clears throat> yes.
4: yes, yes. So, you know, I, I'm interested to see where this whole Wonder Woman thing goes. But um, as for like, I, I don't know. I don't really. I don't know. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Feel who, like I failed, you, the, que- I failed who, the question. Who would on the
1: you want to see play Superman? I'm I have no bad. idea. Dreamcasting. Oh, I'm
4: so bad at dreamcasting.
1: It can be anyone from Grimm.
4: See, or, <laughs> i going to start naming all the shows I do on. <laughs> obsessively. Um, I don't know. I'm just trying to think of, like, a tall, skinny dude with black hair. Like, that's what,
1: that's what <laughs>
6: I
4: think of. Yeah. So, I don't... I, I'm useless. Let's just...
3: Well, that's not true. Okay, I'm useless <laughs> on this topic. How's <laughs> that? <laughs> I'm okay with it. <laughs>
0: Okay, Rebecca, what are your thoughts about Superman coming to Supergirl, and, how, and do you have any casting ideas?
3: I just don't want Tom Welling. I've seen that bandied around, and thank you. I, it Tom makes Willing? I he I he was great on Smallville, but that Smallville? show ran for ten. What Smallville? <laughs> that show ran ten seasons. <laughs> it has had its time. He had his time as Clark Kent. It would make no sense with the context of Supergirl for Laura Vandervoort to be playing Indigo and for him to be the Superman. So like, that's just way too, I know there's the multiverse and like, we already have stuff that is very complicated within this universe, but to make him Superman would just be all kinds of confusing. And, uh, i i I like him i think he turned out to be a a decent actor but um i've I've seen that thrown out and i'm like "Mm, no that that's so i'm i'm kind of wanting to see someone new to the part and and, um even even matt Bomer, like because he's voiced superman in the past i'm like ah but that's still kind of playing him already uh so i i leave it up to david uh rapaport uh, the casting for Supergirl has been excellent. They know what they're doing way better than I do. Uh, I would not be able to cast anybody. They can do it just fine. Um, but I'm I'm excited to the point of wanting to see Clark and Kara interact. Because I'm a big fan of the family relationship between Supergirl and Superman. And I think that will be good to see. And I think it will be... Um, like Morgan said, it'll be nice to not have to see him in shadow or in blurs or his boots on the table because that shot, y'all, that was that was a little <laughs> ridiculous because like the whole it's like a whole shot of them in that little medical bay and his I, boots are in the shot the whole time. It's like, I, why, I, are we, why are we looking at this?
5: I can't overstate how funny that was. It's a whole scene, and his boots are just in the whole scene as they're talking about something completely different. It's are like, his
1: boots talking?
5: They I might wish. as well have been. Do you have serious <laughs> character development? Yeah. I
0: hear rumors that they're actually up for an Emmy.
5: The I, boots? I, yeah. I mean, they did
3: excellent work, it was very believable. <laughs> um but i i, I but definitely a classic
1: think- uh boot emmy awards uh it it's the thursday after the regular emmys
0: i mean they're coming back i mean i'm here they're coming back in style
3: I, well they might be best supporting if they're supporting your feet um <laughs> but no, we, I, we can we can we can't <laughs>
0: we can afford that that's um that's uh, that's not organic Rebecca. what are you talking about
3: sorry i was trying i was trying to work. i was trying to work in an emmy joke uh, but I think this will actually be beneficial to Supergirl because then they don't have to dance around it a little bit. But mm-hmm. I'm with Morgan. Like I, I want. I, it'll be fun to see him for a couple of episodes, but then he needs to go away. Uh, because I definitely is, feel like... Uh,
1: sorry, sorry, Rebecca. I, I definitely feel like they have to go with a name, though. Like I don't think they can just cast, I I don't know, Damien from Young and the Restless uh, for a two-episode <laughs> arc. I feel like it has to be kind of a stunt casting for a character this big.
5: Could you know be. who I, you know who I'd like to see as like an older Superman would be like John Ham.
0: Oh, that would that'd be, be fine. I mean, Morgan, I just realized because you and I we watched *Pretty Little Liars*. Did you know that Brent mm-hmm. Daughtry, who plays um, Noah, oh, no. he is no, <laughs> no, 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 no. I wasn't gonna suggest it, but he's like a Superman fanatic. Like he almost, he almost, he did a he did a test screening for uh, a screen a costume testing or something like that for *Man of Steel*. I think.
5: Oh really? Yeah. So, so if he, if he mean, hears about this, that would be that would be your ideal scenario. I mean, look, no, I, no,
0: no, I didn't suggest. Yeah. It. I'm just saying that if it happens,
5: you're <laughs> like, you're like, I'm not I can't say it. I'm just putting it out in the universe.
0: <laughs> I just <laughs> like, know like that he, the secret
5: style. <laughs>
0: I just know that he's really excited. Uh, I mean, what about we just pull Nicholas Cage for this? Someone in
5: the chat, yeah, <laughs> get
2: Nicholas Cage. <laughs> I mean,
0: let's finally make it. I mean.
2: Give him his what time. If, I mean, he's been waiting like almost twenty years. I know. Right? <laughs> Adam, if we're going, if we're going
1: for Superman fans, why not Jerry Seinfeld? What's the deal with Hank Henshaw?
6: <laughs> no. I mean, no. come on. Oh my
5: god. I incredible. mean, there's red
0: kryptonite. There's green kryptonite. But what about pink? <laughs> <laughs> does, does, does that this, in a- this show, I would watch. I would watch that. In a <laughs> that whole- would be amazing.
4: I would watch that all day long. Yeah, That's no that complaint. Would
3: watch. Yeah.
0: Adam, uh, what are your thoughts? About, I mean, you and I, we, you know, we, I mean, we talk about everything off air, but what are your thoughts about, I mean, now that it's been a week and two since, now it was announced this week, I mean, uh, but now that it's been a couple of days, uh, what are your thoughts about the Man of Steel coming to TV, and do you have any ideas, I mean, do you have any dream casting for, for the Man of Steel?
2: Well, I have to echo everyone's thoughts about how I get the reason why in Supergirl Season 1, you know, obviously the focus is on her, but, you know, the boots, the distant shots of him far away. He only communicates to her, with her through instant messaging. It was just, it was getting kind of weird. So I'm glad that they finally bringing They're finally bringing him in for season two. He shouldn't be a main cast member, but you know, if he's recurring, if he pops up every now and then, that'll be enough for me. I also think that we're kind of at a point now with comic book media that even the people who don't read comic books can realize now that the stuff that's happening in the movies and the TV shows, you know, aren't the same. So Say someone, you know, doesn't care for Henry Cavill's version of Superman, or they just want to see a totally different interpretation. I'm glad that Supergirl's finally, you know, allowing the opportunity to, like, introduce their own version. Uh, I, I mean, Andy, you know I'm horrible with fan casting, so I don't—Matt Bomer, I'm just going to go with him for now since he seems to be the popular choice in the room. But I do agree that they they should probably hire someone who, you know— is experienced in television you know not just some random person off the street i know age wise isn't supergirl superman supposed to be like what 36 like 30 is somewhere in his mid to late 30s depends on when he came to earth i guess yeah yeah so you know someone who's you know pushing 40 but not too young but definitely not too old
0: i mean i i also agree that it's i mean i think it's not i mean. Look, I've been saying for years, I mean, for the past two, three years, that I think it's ridiculous that there's been this, like, kind of hypocritical restriction from the, the DC movies where it's like, oh, you cannot have a suicide Squad on TV, but we can have two flash at the same time. And, uh, you know, you can't have uh, Batman, but you can have an entire, I mean, no offense to the Gotham people, but, like, I love Gotham, but it is kind of weird how Fox and Gotham gets away with, literally all of it because they get to use all the villains. They don't even they don't, they don't get to use Batman. But hey, you know what? It could happen. Maybe they will do a flash forward and turn into a Batman show. But it's just weird how there's been th- this kind of
1: Batman's in the show. He just doesn't have the mask yet. I know.
0: That's right. I know. I, mean, I'm, I know, He's But Very
4: Batman. Batman yes. can lurk with the best of them. I
1: mean, look,
0: I mean, look, he has to go for his worst enemy right now, and that's purity. But here's the thing. I just think it's weird how certain characters don't get to be on television but then there's a, it's okay for someone like I mean look I'm blessed that we have a flash tv show but it is weird how it's okay to have another flash movie but we can't have someone as small as Deadshot be be on air for a couple episodes here and there and no they had to get rid of Amanda Waller and all I mean it is it just didn't make sense to me so the fact well, that I I
1: from from what I've heard, that restriction is being lifted. Like it it was very strong yeah. uh, back in that era you're talking about, but as of back right in now, my back it's in a my lot days. less. Yeah, uh, yeah, no, no, yeah. Hey, old yeah. old man Andy. Uh, oh, you don't want to.
6: the same You don't want. You don't want.
0: Look, you all better be dead when that happened because you don't want to see me as old. Um, <laughs> now, 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 like, as Bill said, the restrictions are seemingly lifting i mean that's that is not really confirmed but it's kind of what we're noticing because since jeff johns became the then the head lead and one of the co-leaders of the dc films uh, he has been the person that has pushed for the idea of multiverse in media for about two three years now and the fact that we're getting dc comics biggest superhero on tv since 2011 i mean that is a huge deal so i mean Look, I'm not saying that we're gonna see Batman and Wonder Woman and Green Lantern showing up like in next summer, what after next summer, whatever. But I do think we're in for a a more better version of the DC Universe where we actually get to play with someone like Green Lantern or Batman or Wonder Woman or Cyborg or whatnot. So the fact that we're getting Superman and Supergirl and also, yeah, I mean, look, I thought it. Look, I thought the whole
3: IMing thing was cute. OK, it uh, was the first time, but yeah. then they did it again. And it all was like, OK, <laughs> it was like, OK, we get it. Like and the first like time it was it was like emotional. And it was after she had, you know, gone through all that stuff with Reactron. And he was telling her that, like, oh, you know, you're a hero. That was a great job. Like he was encouraging her. And it was emotional and great. And then they did it again. It was like, OK, you've lost all the magic out of this. It's not mm-hmm. as good. I, they anymore. did it twice.
5: I feel like every every time that they did it, I, I would like be like, Oh, right, because Superman can't be on this show. Like it, it just kind of highlighted the fact <laughs> that he wasn't ju- on I the just show. Say,
1: I just say respect the original comments er, or comics. Uh, you know, back in the original comics, Superman and Supergirl communicated via telegraph. I mean, just mm-hmm. stick to the source material
0: i mean oh my god that OT, would be incredible. I, I mean like be og guys that's, 60- OG's,
1: that's og superman yeah <laughs> superman
0: uh,
5: and supergirl communicate via carrier pigeons
0: that's I, what i'm gonna give a little update to everyone we've we've now hit a new goal we have now as of at the top of the hour we've hit one thousand four hundred and three dollars so guys i mean we're just six hundred
3: can... away yeah i mean who we needs to hit fifteen hundred easily
2: I
0: think we can I mean, you, can do I, it. I mean you, heard, you heard what she said. I mean, we can do it. I mean, like, you know... I mean, don't don't just think. Just do it. So, com slash fundraiser. Um, but any final thoughts about Superman? I mean, there's an, there's another question we can kind of follow up with, which is the fact that since Supergirl is now moving to the CW and, you know, we know there's a uh, giant-ass crossover coming and we know Supergirl is mostly going to join the same universe as Legends, Flash, and... I guess arrow. Um, isn't she but... already there? No no is no she... not yet. Um,
4: <laughs> Come on, you've already had a crossover. That is Joe's so No, we're we're in not, the not, 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 not,
0: they they haven't they haven't merged yet. But now but uh, you know, whenever and however they do it. What do you guys think about the idea of having I mean, we don't know what's gonna happen with Superman beyond those two episodes and you know they're casting right now, like like we said. And the whole Tom Welling thing by the way, I Look, I love Smallville. Tom Welling is one of my favorite Superman till the day I die. But there are just so many creative and logic, logical issues to follow with that. Because if you get Tom back, can you get Michael mug back as Lex Luthor? Because we're gonna get Lex's little sister on the uh, on Super. And heck, even they they even did um, Lex's little sister on the. Um, on Smallville and that was different so how do we how do we do that and you know what if they can't get the um you know like how do we do with Justin Hartley being Green Arrow because I mean or you know does suddenly Stephen Mell play Green Arrow in the in the Small Universe I mean I don't know so so as as tempting as that idea is I think it's best that we get someone else and that if we see Smallville's Earth maybe <clears throat> crossover in a Crisis story where we might see them temporarily for a little visit, that would be fun. But otherwise, I mean, also like Rebecca said, it will be weird to see Tom Welling with a different Supergirl that isn't Laura Vandenberg, especially since she's now playing a villain in this, in this Earth. So, so yeah. So guys, like, what are your thoughts about? Uh, let's start with you, Adam. Like, what are your thoughts about having now a Superman that can pop up, throughout arrow and flash and legends?
2: Well, also, to, but just really quickly, touching back on your last point, if they want Tom Welling on the show so bad, just go the same route that they did with, you know, John Wesley Shipp on The Flash or uh, Paul Rubens on Gotham, just cast him as a different character.
3: Exactly. I mean, yeah. That seems yeah. to have
2: worked. Um, as far as, I think, again, you know, Superman on TV right now, we want to see him, but he needs to be used sparingly. Ooh. Now, if he happens, I I, don't, I personally don't think that he'll show up in this year's gigantic four-part crossover. Maybe. Maybe but referenced. I'm not putting any bets... Yeah, but I'm not putting any bets on Now, that said, depending on how long all these shows go... I mean, next year, I'm sure all these shows will still be on. I wouldn't mind him seeing, seeing him pop up in another big crossover. I just don't think it's likely that... Like, okay, say you have an episode of The Flash. I don't think necessarily that Superman will just fly in for one episode of The Flash, unconnected to any of the other shows, and then just fly up. I think if he's going to be teaming up with Flash, Green Arrow... suit. Um, the legends team i think it's probably just going to happen in a major crossover and they'll probably want to keep that particular card in the deck until later on down the line just so it can be i you know, i extra think it special. should be
1: the uh the tom willing from the cheaper by the dozen universe person mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> yes that, because should, should that universe
1: not? also merge with that? <laughs> 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 i
0: i don't i don't that's get where it,
1: the but... anti monitors from Yes, um, anti Steve Martin, C <laughs> Martin and Anna
0: Martin. Yeah, I mean, like, of course, I mean, he, I mean, he is Granny Goodness. So
3: yeah,
0: that's funny. Oh, Um, Bill and anne Marie. Uh, I mean, I know, I know you guys are not entirely in touch with the CWDC shows, but like the idea of having a Superman now that can pop up throughout some of these other properties, like, is that is that maybe something that is more appealing? Maybe getting you guys to watch those other shows because I mean, well,
1: why, you, you why, know, why would I... you
0: watch them? <laughs>
1: I I there's so many of them, I you know I I could I I could have a full time job or I could watch the DCW.
4: Uh, you know. I watch enough CW shows. No, but Actually, I, I watch another DC one because it's an iZombie
1: one. Like like I said though, like I I I really think uh, you know the addition of Superman is definitely going to make me, if nothing else, get caught up on Supergirl season one uh, before season two starts because I I, I want to catch those first couple episodes with the character and, and the the idea of having him travel you know among the multiverse and all the other shows is interesting uh i just don't know if i have that much time to devote to learn about these other shows to go see it but you know i i think it i think it could be good uh, i i really hope though like it, i think it would be cool if they they're building towards and i, I mean obviously superman would be heavily involved in this Building towards sort of a uh, a crossover between all these shows, like a, a, a that big crossover they're talking about would be the crisis, uh, you know. And I, I think, you know, having Barry Allen and uh, Kara, uh, Supergirl, in there who were big figures in the crisis, uh, it, it makes me think, you know, maybe maybe this is what they are building to. And uh, it, it would kind of be cool to maybe have a. Maybe have Dean Kane pop in there. Uh, I, I know he's been on Supergirl already, but as uh, you know, the Superman of Earth Two, and uh, you know, have have Gerard Christopher from the old Superboy live action series pop in there as another alternate universe Superman. Uh, y- you know, so in you know, who, regardless of who they cast, I, I think I think it'll be interesting to see. Y- you know, why why uh, why Superman. Isn't as important uh, to Kara as he has been in previous incarnations throughout her entire life. Like, I, th- that's kind of the story I want to see. I, w- I want to see why Superman decided to stay away so much. I mean, I know obviously letting her go off on her own, make her own life, all that kind of stuff, but it, it, it always just rang kind of hollow to me that Superman would uh, back off from Kara. It, like, oh, I found another living Kryptonian. I'm going to leave her alone for 18 years, or not 18 years. That's what he did
3: in the comics, in the Silver Age. (laughs) He was like... Hey, hey! I found another Kryptonian. I will go ship her off at this orphanage in in Midvale and just let her be there.
1: But she so, was his secret weapon. He touched base in base with her, you know, every couple months. You know, he'd call her into. So does rut- Clark
3: on Supergirl, just with instant messaging. <laughs> chats. Yeah, not personally. I, mean, I, I am her. <laughs> here's, the, here's the thing. I don't he get why he uses
5: really even... important emojis. Okay. Yes. Important <laughs> okay, emojis. Here's the reason why. Hey,
1: I- you know, I can fly to National City and. <laughs> Uh, Ten seconds, but you know what? I'm just gonna use I am. Is that cool?
0: I mean, he, I mean, he does fly in Nigel City at one point. I'm just saying, I mean,
3: two times. He does, actually. and then he was <laughs> incapacitated once.
0: Oh, those boots were horrible. Was, I'm so sorry. He was super boots. That <laughs> um,
4: was pretty
3: bad.
0: Um, Rebecca, Morgan, any any final thoughts on um, I mean, Superman's future on the um, CW dccw or whatever we're gonna call that network now.
3: My only problem with Superman being on like a big crossover with other shows is that what I was sort of hoping for Supergirl season two was that the stories would get smaller because all of Supergirl season one was basically Kryptonians, Kryptonians, Kryptonians. They were everywhere everywhere. Uh, Supergirl was fighting them all the time and I was kind of hoping season two would go away from that but now we're getting Superman again and so the stories then if you bring Superman in the stories will have to get bigger because there has to be some big threat that you need Superman to help with so I'm I'm sort of disappointed about it in that regard because I wanted it to be more stuff that Supergirl could kind of handle on her own, like the Toy Man episode or Livewire, something like that. So I
0: Well what if it's I a mean, pod thing? Why what if he's there to investigate what the pod is about? And like I still think it is okay. Damn it, Bill hasn't they, Bill hasn't seen. Okay. You know the thing that happens in I I don't
1: care about spoilers.
0: Okay. You know the pod thing? What if that's Connor Kent? And that's why Superman showed up, because like why is there a clone in another spaceship?
3: I mean, I would like that because then Clark and Kara could connect because they are Kryptonians and connect on that level. So that I would be fine with. But yeah, it's just it's just tough because I'm like, um, I'm, I've am i kind of had my fill of Kryptonians. But then the pod happened and I was like, well, I guess we're getting more Kryptonian stuff. <laughs> so what, um, if it,
1: what if it's mon uh, What if it's a Daxamite?
0: I mean, I, I know mon is, but I don't know what the hell you just said that second name is. <laughs>
1: Uh, basically, Monel is Superboy, no. but he's from a different planet.
3: What What about Daxamite?
2: No, uh, D- Daxamite—that's that, the planet he's from. Oh okay. oh, okay. okay
3: you said Memories of now, me
2: uh, reading yeah. Legion of Superheroes from when I was like 10 are just suddenly like returning.
3: <laughs> <laughs> well, someone, I, I was on another podcast and they suggested that the Bottle City of Kandor would be in the pod. And I was like, ooh, because then we could take all the Kryptonians, mm-hmm. I don't want to be hanging around in Supergirl, and put them in the Bottle City. And then that will <laughs> take care of the Kryptonians. <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I guess it will come into play. And that would make sense because the cliffhanger was the pod so if superman slash clark kent shows up in the first two episodes of season two maybe he is coming in to help with that that's actually a good speculation andy uh
0: morgan any final thoughts
5: um yeah i, I agree with rebecca i think um i, I had a, a similar reaction to the pod at the in the finale where i was like oh more kryptonians really okay cool that's great <laughs> um so so i am I'm, I'm excited Superman to be on Supergirl and to show up but I'm uh, as long as it's limited like it's it's nice that he's not going to just be a pair of boots in a scene uh, and will be a real person mm-hmm. um, but I think I, I want it Supergirl to stay her show and I think that for the crossovers I feel like that gets it gets so busy because there's already like a million characters especially like since legends of tomorrow's cast is like basically every uh every character ever uh, shoved onto a time travel ship so when you're like juggling that many characters my concern would be like do you really need one more even if one more is superman i don't know
0: i mean i'm not i mean look here's the thing these showrunners andrew kreisberg mark Greg Bellanti, Jeff Johns, <laughs> and, and Rebecca know exactly what I was about to say. And, uh, and you, Ali You Adler. left out a certain <laughs> name. <laughs> but he, but th- th- he's not involved with Supergirl. He's not involved with Supergirl. That's, so, that's true. So, he's yeah, he's so, not
3: on that staff. Yeah. So, so deal that's with fair. It.
0: Yeah. And Ali Adler, you know, th- they, those four, they know what they're doing. And I don't think they would bring in Superman and, to suddenly make Kara irrelevant. I think it's just that, I mean, look, Kara. Clark has said to her throughout the show that he respects her wishes of... Because she's make, made a good point in the uh, third episode, I think, where she said, look, if we call my cousin, then there... She was almost talking to the viewers, saying, if we, call, if we call my cousin, then there's no show. There's no point of me. So I think he yeah. will he will show up, like, if there's a freaking invasion again or something like that. Or, <laughs> like, a pod from nowhere. Um, I mean... <laughs> I mean, uh, last son of crypt on my ass. I mean, I'm not sure if we, he... Clark even gets to call himself anymore. But anyway, I'm not worried that Superman is going to take too much attention from Supergirl. I just think it's good that now we have the option of using Superman every once in a while. Plus, you know, it's like if the movies gets to play with, you know, you know, if they get to have a Flash and we get to have a Flash, I mean, if they get to play with big characters and this whole thing of multiverse existing, then share with television as well. So, That's fair.
3: And I also think that if we get a Clark Kent, uh, hopefully that will mean that we get a Lois Lane. And I would be very excited start, about start that.
0: Sonicotic would be so fun, but I know we won't happen. I,
3: yeah, well, and she also voiced Lois Lane before, but she but would be great.
0: Voicing doesn't count, Rebecca. I'm just,
3: I'm just saying she's already taken a, a swing at it. Yeah. Um, but and I would she, love and she to see. Did the
0: best thing that no other Lois has done on she line. flipped like, off brainiac oh my and that's like i almost wanted to make that into uh, a wallpaper on my uh, in my bedroom like <laughs> here's lois lane flipping off a giant-ass villain because that's <laughs> awesome
3: and he was super confused about it because uh, he didn't know what it meant but uh i i would love to see lois lane and cat grant together because cat grant has been talking trash about lois lane so it would be fun to see what would happen, what kind of sparks would fly if they had a scene together. So maybe that'll come.
0: Fight to the death. She would be like, sorry. Yes. She would be like, hashtag like, sorry, no, sorry. Uh, someone <laughs> asked the chat, uh, could we also see Lex? I mean, that is... I mean, a, a, a couple of days ago, I would have said probably not. We probably will we will hear his name. Then TV Line announced that his sister is coming to Supergirl. I mean... But that's the kind of thing, now that we can have Superman on TV, I mean, look at the potential we have with, you know, someone like maybe Lex,
6: Parasite. Well,
1: isn't Lex Luthor already is on Supergirl? I, I think he goes by the name Morgan Edge, or not Morgan <laughs> yeah, Edge. Yeah, he goes yeah. by Max, the name
3: Maxwell Lord. Maxwell
1: <laughs> Lord, that's
4: it. <laughs>
3: yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, He's basically a Lex equivalent. But I think, to sum so this part of the
0: discussion up, I think everyone is excited, but is it that we... I haven't seen anything, so we, you know, we will. I mean, we will talk more about when we've seen. So, I mean, I'm. I bet that we're gonna have an announcement in the next two weeks because I know production is getting ready to take off in early Ju- July. And something we learned very clearly this season in Vancouver is that what what is security? People can just go take photos of people being killed off or whatever and so on yeah. so, so they, they, they probably don't want some assholes in Canada to take photos of like here's our new Superman and uh, so so let's so let's move to the movies for a second because we don't get like I said we don't get to do this very often let's you know it's been three months now hopefully the internet has calmed down about Batman Superman so let's see it, n- it
3: never will it never will <laughs> it I never mean, will I mean, it's, it's like, never ending so let's go
0: around with people just like not a, you know it's been a few months. Maybe, I'm sure some of you have watched the movie a few times. Rebecca, maybe fifty. <laughs> maybe uh,
3: fifteen.
0: <laughs> uh, I mean, no, I said fifty, <laughs> not fifteen. I, I mean, like the, the amount of time that I saw you tweet like mm, go into a screening, go to a screening. <laughs> I'm like, I mean, what does she do these days? So, let's just check in with everyone how they feel about BVS. Morgan. You start.
5: Oh no! Oh, please don't start with me. <laughs> um, I did not like it. Um it was not my favorite movie. I will say I read a bunch of reviews before I went uh, that were all very, very harsh. And having read those, I enjoyed it more than I thought I would. So there was that. Anyone else? (laughs) (laughs) I enjoy
4: her response only because that's how I feel about every other question I get.
3: (laughs) (laughs) That's fair, though. I appreciate your honesty and your objectiveness. So, and you uh, weren't
4: Rebecca. spilling haterade all over the place like the rest of the internet. Oh, Rebecca yes. didn't have to find her caps lock key to tweet. I, d- I didn't oh, have to get irate yes. about it.
0: It's
6: okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, Poor Rebecca. <laughs>
0: uh, Adam.
2: Okay, so, you know, like everyone else, you know, those man, those uh, not, so, Batman Superman reviews started coming in before the movie actually came out, and, you know, when you see when I saw that, you know, Rotten Tomatoes score, I was like, oh man, that's, that doesn't look good. But, you know, I kept an open mind and I went to see the movie. Um, I definitely don't understand, like, the massive hatred that this movie has received. That being said, I like certain parts of Batman Superman. I thought there were, you know, certain points in the movie where they did things really good. I guess I just felt myself overall being disappointed with it just due to certain creative directions that they took with, you know, the main characters and everyone else. Uh, I still am hopeful for the rest of just the DC movie universe. I think, you know, Suicide Squad, Wonder Woman look great. You know, Justice League seems to be shaping up well. So I'll probably end up checking out the R-rated cut of Batman Superman that's uh, coming out at the end of the month, just to see if that improves my opinion at all. But... Yeah, just overall, I didn't care for it. There are probably a few scenes in there that I may like end up rewatching on YouTube one of these days, but it just it didn't really do a lot for me.
5: And, and I will say, uh, I will say for, for me, I-, I knew going in that I probably wasn't gonna enjoy it. Just aside from the reviews, because I didn't really like Man of Steel, <laughs> uh, and I just think that maybe the whole um, Zack Snyder kind of aesthetic is not my thing. Uh, which I think is just fair. I think some people really respond really well to it, and they like it. Um, for me, not so much. So, like, I, 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 had a feeling going into it. I was like, uh oh, I don't think I'm gonna like this. But,
0: <laughs> Bill,
5: I think, I think oh, so, it was sorry. of a piece. <laughs> sorry, <laughs> I think it was, I'm like, oh, she's I was taking these off.
0: I'm like, is she done or
5: not? <laughs> I paused. I paused. But I was gonna say, I, I think it was, it was kind of of a piece. Like, it, it felt kind of like some of the other movies, so.
6: Bill, now I mean- I'm done, I promise. <laughs> <laughs>
5: Third time's, a Third time's a
0: Bill, talk. What did you think?
1: Okay, there are three moments in my life that completely broke my heart. Uh, the first was when my grandma died. Uh, the second was when my dog got run over by our neighbor. And the third was when I saw Batman v Superman because it was awful. No, I'm kidding. Yeah, I like... loved it. It was awesome. It was great. <laughs> that was
6: good. Getting... I, I that thought... was like, it was getting... the, what, what the happened to direction. Bill oh, Meeks? I know. I was like, wait a minute. There's a pod person so... <laughs> next to me.
1: <laughs> no, no. I, 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 thought it, I thought it was great. I especially liked uh, the way they did superman because and i mean if you if you listen to our dc uh movie special the batman v superman movie special w- which rebecca was on thank you for inviting I, me by w- the way. what's that thank you for inviting me by the way oh. i so sorry I, I sent it out but I, I i don't know something must have happened in the multiverse it the must have gone must to the, have an- gone out. the internet it, was- it went to <laughs> the andy of earth q <laughs> uh, <laughs> the, it, it, no, it, it was limited space, but and we no, we I'm, already I'm we had our job. people. Andy, we had our people. Maybe Suicide Squad. Maybe oh, we, Suicide we, Squad. We, F. Yes. <laughs> uh, but yeah, y- you know, I I think uh, the portrayal of Superman in the movie I, I completely nailed everything I've always loved about the character. Everything that has manifested itself in all of the best versions of the character. You, you know from and I talk about this guy a lot, Elliot S. Magan, uh, he was a very sort of a fundamental uh, Superman writer back in the 70s, who uh, also probably, I think, probably my favorite version of Lex Luthor, which Jesse Eisenberg's version uh, mimicked pretty much exactly. Uh, you know, so there's that big influence, of but even like Kingdom Come Superman, uh, Whatever Happened to Truth, Justice, and the American Way Superman, that Superman that, Wants to be the Superman that we know from, like, say, Superman the movie with Christopher Reeve, or you know, uh, the the original, um, the original uh, like black and white uh, Superman with George Reeves, uh, or the original, you know, Kurt Swan comics or whatever. That kind of pure, you know, idealistic version of Superman. That guy in the real world. And the real world doesn't appreciate him for what he is. and i I think that's when the character is the most interesting, the most compelling. And I think that's the version of the character that Zack Snyder portrayed both in Man of Steel and in Batman v Superman. A, and it, it's a it's a version of the character that is all of those things. He wants to be this this beacon of hope, this this alien being powering the sun and you know shining light on humanity and he can't be because they won't let him and it's it's a very interesting take on the character and i really like the way they did uh batman too because it, it was sort of a batman that we don't see very much in the mainstream dc continuity and i thought it was interesting to start with him that way where he's kind of he he's been the Batman we know and love, and he's he's fallen from that, and he's he's lost sight of his true mission. And I, I, I think I think that was a very interesting way to go out on his, this guy's first adventure. And I also thought it thought it was really great that they ended the movie, showing that. He's seen that he's made a mistake in doing these things, and that he's going to fix it. You know, in all the other nineteen thousand DC movies that are coming out before <laughs> twenty twenty. Uh, but yeah, I've talked enough. But yeah, I really, I really, really like the movie. For sure,
3: I love listening to Bill to talk about Superman. <laughs> I love listening to you talk about Superman.
1: Well, good, because I do it enough, jeez.
3: Good. Facts. That, that is a fact.
4: I, uh, that is very
0: true. Uh, Rebecca, before you give your, do you want to give a little update about where we are on, um, on the fundraiser?
3: So I'm refreshing the page as we speak, and it looks like we have raised $1,439 with 55 donations. So that's amazing. We're nice. so close to $1,500, guys go to give.reeve.org/dctv podcasts and give whatever you can. Let's try to get to 1500. I think we can do it. We've got like at least another hour of the assembly show, so let's let's get some more donations in there and see what we can do.
0: Okay, so now I'll give your thoughts about about uh, BBs.
3: Well, it's funny because I actually went to the fan screening that happened on the Monday before the movie came out. And this was before the reviews were released out onto the Internet. And I had the pleasure of actually going into it like a baby. You know, I didn't have any of these preconceived notions that these horrible. I've read some of those reviews, guys. Those people don't know how to write reviews. It's embarrassing. Some of those reviews on Rotten Tomatoes, like I've read one review that had like two sentence paragraphs. I was like, who taught you how to write? It's embarrassing. So anyway, so I was actually able to watch the movie without having to read those terrible reviews. And I could just enjoy it for being a good movie. And the people in the theater with me, we all had a lot of fun watching it. It was a great experience. Um, when the Flash comes into the Batcave and talks about Lois Lane being the key, you don't know how much I leaned into that. I was like, oh, my favorite character in all of comics is the most important character in this universe. Tell me more, Flash. I would like to know more about this.
6: So Bruce!
3: I, <laughs> Bruce, am I too soon? I might be too soon. I may not have a, a handle on this time travel thing yet. Um, So I was really excited by it. And The Death of Superman is one of my favorite comic book stories that I've ever read. And it was one of the first big things I read when I got into comics about 11 years ago. And that story was very moving. But I thought what they did in the movie was even more moving because, you know, everybody talks all the time, oh, we wish Superman would be this inspiring beacon of hope. Well, we got to see that in Batman v Superman, which was awesome. Yes, it was because he died, but it was also the stuff they did with the way that people responded to him, I thought was so inspirational to me because you see the, you know, if you seek his monument, look around you, that's, that's a real thing that was taken from um, Sir Christopher Wren's memorial. If you go Google him, he's a real guy who lived and there's a, there's a, there's a memorial to him. At, I think it's St. Paul's Cathedral. So that's kind of a cool little anecdote. But um, having said that, the, when you look at that in the movie, it's handwritten on the memorial. So the people of Metropolis have written that. It's not something that the, go- the government constructed. It's the people of Metropolis. So when people yeah, get kind of irritated and if you follow me on Twitter, you probably see my tweets. They're probably all in caps lock when I tw- tweet them. Yes. <laughs> but I mean, I mean,
0: sorry. I was just observing. <clears throat>
3: <laughs> but I I think it's so beautiful because it, at the beginning of the movie they construct a Superman statue. It's, you know, built and, you know, designed and they put it in the the park of here at the Heroes Park or whatever they call it. And that gets destroyed. Doomsday destroys it, which is an awesome metaphor. It's an awesome visual thing where Doomsday is going to kill Superman. So let's have him throw Superman through the Superman statue. That's genius. Um, but at the end of the movie, you see that the people have constructed their own memorial, their own statue to it. And I just think that says so much about Superman and it's so motivational and inspirational to me. And I'm with Bill. I loved what they did with Batman. I know a lot of people had problems with him killing, um, but what cinematic Batman has not done that? <laughs> um, <laughs> but but I thought what they did with Bruce's arc was so, it was just so moving to me that there's this man who they talk about his whole, and I'll, I'll wrap this up in like five seconds. Um, well, maybe 10 seconds. Um He's a fallen man. They talk about it through the dialogue. You see it at the beginning of the movie where he f- literally falls into the hole. The, the funeral is taking place during the fall. Leaves are falling. The whole His whole story is about how he's a fallen man. And at the end of the movie, after his encounter with Superman, he's a changed man. He doesn't brand criminals anymore. I think that is so beautiful it's a great story of redemption it's awesome that he gets catharsis by saving someone else's mother by saving another martha and i know that's been made fun of so much on the internet but i think that is genius no other story that i know of has made a connection that bruce and clark's mother's names are both martha and when i first saw that before those terrible reviews came out i was like genius genius so i i think if you didn't like the movie i think you should give it another another watch because the second watch for me made it so much better because the first time I walked out of it and I was like, well, some of the way they transitioned between scenes could have been a little better. But the second time I was like, this is great. Nine out of 10. So I highly, I've seen it 15 times. So this is not something I just saw once and forgot about. I've seen this movie a lot and there's way more to it. There's more connections. There's more layers than you think. So I highly recommend giving it another shot if you didn't like it.
2: I almost wonder what's going to happen in Justice League if uh, Batman finds out that he and Aquaman's fathers were both named Thomas. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. What did you say?
0: <laughs> Why would. <what? laughs>
6: I'm sorry, I don't wait, know. wait a minute.
0: Give me a moment. <sighs> I can literally see that be like the next like how it should have ended thing on YouTube. You know those YouTube guys that does how it should have ended. Oh my lord, that would have been so awesome. Uh, guys, just reminding you, uh, if you haven't donated already, head over to dcpockets. slash fundraiser and make a donate. I mean, like, let's get to fifteen hundred. I think that would be a nice, you know, wrap up goal and so on. And uh, before we, you know, like Rebecca, we are going for like an, at least another hour. So, so yeah, if you if you get a chance to, please donate. Um. Now, let's talk some. Something that we did last year that we kind of. We had to rush because we only had one hour, but this time we, you know, we had more time. Is a fan awards, you know, kind of like ranking everyone. And, um. Sorry, this comment. It's so funny when Andy gets all high pitched, lol. I'm always high pitched, so I don't know <laughs> what you're talking about. And. Um, so let's do some fan awards. So kind of like, you know, and this goes to, you know, you can pick any show, any character, any thing. I mean, you know, you don't have to just pick this. Pick, Pick for specifically your show that you're podcasting about, and uh, so you know it would kind of be more fun to cross the stream and see how it all works. And oh, did we have another donation?
3: We do. We have a a, a total of one thousand dollars for one thousand four hundred fifty nine dollars with fifty six donations. It's like the so be- that is our it's current total. Is
0: that the if I Just say it three times, and you um, you know, like is that wait? You say his name name three times, and he oh wait, is that the clicking the heel and you get back to Oz? I
3: I'm t- there's so there's a lot the, of those.
2: You got the Beetlejuice thing right three times. Yeah.
3: Okay, it's yeah. Beetlejuice? There's Candyman. You have to say Candyman's name three times.
2: You. Okay, you it's said it, you, in a mirror. Oh. I'm not gonna say it that.
3: again. He's okay. gonna show up in a mirror somewhere. <laughs> yeah. And it, he's gonna kill me. And now Adam, the, the,
0: Adam is getting ready to say that name the first time when i least expect it and then oh yeah no
2: later I'm gonna I'm just gonna run over it and- <laughs>
0: yeah and so let's just, okay so let's some fan and words. so and kind of you know like I said you can pick any show any character you know you don't it has to, doesn't have to be the one that you're podcasting about so so let's go with first favorite guest star you know you know some of these shows they get some really big names to come on sometime even if it's just for one episode or two so let's start with um, the Gotham people and uh, who's your favorite big guest star
1: well, I, I will say that Anne-Marie had to step away for a second, but I'll go ahead and answer. Uh, and I think she'd probably agree with me. Um, I, I think uh, Paul Rubens on Gotham. And
6: all, yes. all of her answers are going to yes. be Gotham.
1: Great. Uh, but just because of the tie-in to uh, Batman Returns, where he played the peng- Penguin's dad, and then he comes back. And he, he just did a really good job with it, too, because I think of him... Uh, well, I grew up on Pee Wee Herman, and uh, so I I always think of him as more of a comedic actor and more of like this big brash kind of thing, but he he pulled out some really good dramatic stuff in uh, in Gotham, and he also in an interview he mentioned that he um, in his uh, spoilers in his death scene he he played a bit of a prank on on Robin Lord Taylor, and I guess. That uh, that that scene will probably end up on the season two uh, Blu-ray, which I really want to see. So.
0: <laughs> and Morgan,
5: guest stars. Um, I guess Jonah Hex I'd go with for Legends of Tomorrow. I really liked the I really liked the character, and I really liked that whole episode. We were just talking about that in our. Uh, the Legends of Tomorrow half of this marathon, but that was, like, one of my favorite episodes for the whole season, and he was great, so I would love to see him come back.
0: Uh, Adam?
2: Uh, Well, not my main choice, but I also want to agree about uh, Paul Rubens on Gotham. Uh, I know he... See, he's appeared so few times, like, I... Okay, so people in The Flash season one saw, you know, that Eobard Thawne wasn't actually, you know, like... Tom Cavanaugh was it Tom Cavanaugh was playing a Neo-Barthon at his appearance and what Eobarthon Barthon really looked like was Matt LeTcher. We saw him a few times in season 1, but I really liked how the Flash season 2 used him. I think I think the episode was called The Reverse Flash Returns. You know, everyone thought he was dead and then he came back because of the whole time remnant thing, which, you know. Oh, yeah. uh, well, my head is spinning already. <laughs> yeah. But I really liked how they were able to bring him back. I thought he did a great job playing a slightly more unhinged Eobard because, you know, this is a younger version of him. It's not the older, more experienced one that Tom Cavanaugh was playing who had been stuck in our current era for 15 years. So I'm just looking forward to seeing uh, them bring him back, whether it's him playing an even younger Eobard or one sometime between the reverse Flash Returns to, you know, when he goes back in time to kill Barry Allen's mother.
0: And Rebecca? Rebecca?
3: Uh, Does Laura Benanti count as a guest star? I think I I would count her. I I, I I think I would count her as a guest star. Yeah, I mean, Um, a guest star can
0: be recurring or just one, you know, one time.
3: Yeah, I I loved her on Supergirl. I thought she, I mean, she had to make a distinction between Allura and Astra, and one of them was a good character and one was a bad character, and sometimes they were in scenes together. And I and then she played kind of a third version where she was the Alora AI at the DEO. So I thought she made those distinctions very well. And every time she was in a scene, it commanded my attention. And I was heartbroken when she, um, when she, well, when Astra was killed off, and Laura Benanti was like, "I'm going to go be on Broadway." So I would love to see her back, um, just because I, I think the show was a little bit stronger when she was on there so i i, I would say laura benanti
0: is anna marie back bill
1: uh she is not back yet no
0: okay uh i will okay this is going to be kind of a sheet but technically he was a guest star grand and on supergirl because mm. and i think it's because it's not that you know like look he was playing you know his regular you know barry allen slash flash you know it was super awesome But, seeing what he and Melissa did together, I mean, oh my god, that is magic. That is crossover magic you can't, you know, like, you can't get anywhere else. I mean, look, I like the Flash and Arrow crossovers, but this was ten times better. And it was, Ah. I mean, it makes you just want to see them live in the same city in every episode so they can do things all the time. I mean... Eating ice cream or whatever, <laughs> and it's says i mean—they are adorbs. So, um, and I would also, you know, give a little shout out to Mark Hamill on the Flash because, I mean, seeing him and Weather Wizard and Captain Cold teaming up—I mean, I mean, that's like a Christmas present to me, honestly. That's
2: like the—that's like the closest we'll ever see to Mark Hamill playing Joker in live action because. His version of Trickster is just so much more twisted than the the original ver- version of the character is, and I love it. <laughs> uh,
0: let's, you know, let's let's also check in the, uh, in, the um, in the chat. Like, wh- who are some of your favorite guest stars over the course of any of these five shows? Um, go for it, uh, because we you know we want to hear from you as well. But in the meantime, you know we're gonna jump to the next uh, question for, for sure. Um, favorite villain, uh, and let's start with uh, with Morgan
5: favorite villain um hmm that is a tough one i think um i think my favorite villain was astra from Hmm. uh from supergirl i liked her I i liked that she had layers and that she wasn't just like a mustache twirling like evil villain like oh i've gotta you know blow up the world because uh i liked that she had that connection to Kara. So it was really bringing out more about her character as well, um, fighting against her aunt. So I think that would be my favorite.
0: Um, Adam.
2: I got to go with Hugo Strange in Gotham. Because if I I remember correctly, this is the first time we've ever seen Hugo played in live action. Yeah, And BD Wong just absolutely killed it. He was just, he was so sinister. He had... He just he played the character so well, and I, I I when I was watching the finale, I started to get mad when uh, he got hit by the heat and cold blast because I thought they were going to kill him off. <laughs> Thankfully, he didn't. But he's says he's one of those villains that I just I always want to see more and more of. So the fact that he's still alive out there, I'm just keep using him. People just keep bringing him back to Gotham. Bill, a uh, favorite
1: villain. Um, I'm going to have to go. With just overall how his arc went, uh, Ed from Gotham. Uh, mm-hmm. Just because he he went from this uh, kind of this character that you felt for because everyone picked on him. to And he had this sort of unrequited love thing going on. And then the love was requited because he killed somebody. Mm-hmm. And he was like, oh, she'll totally be into uh to, to this murder thing. And then she wasn't. And he was like, okay, well, you know what? I'm going to lean into my baser, more primal tendencies. And it's just been a fascinating ride to go from the guy who was holding the question mark coffee mug in the first episode to, to the guy he is now. And I, I, it's been probably my favorite arc of any character on that show. Because, I mean, all of the characters have a lot of progression. They've all done a lot of things. But I think Ed has had the most... Fascinating path to walk out of all of them, for sure. Really, and you
4: think re- it was more fascinating than Penguin?
1: Yeah, uh, yeah, I think so. Because Pen- Penguin was more of a rise to power thing. Ed has been more... up
4: and down and up and down. He's literally been like <laughs> lying in the dirt, dying, and you know, while well, Ed nursed him back to health.
1: Yeah, it, but Ed Ed was more of a self actualization sort of thing. Sort of almost like a. It almost reminded me of uh, Walter White's arc from Breaking Bad.
4: He speaks German. <laughs> amory yeah i love penguin i think he's like the most fantastic villain and um i just love that he started out literally as like an umbrella boy
6: that's
4: (laughs) that's how we first meet him is he's he's so excited just to hit a dude with a bat and now he's like well for a little while at least he was the king of gotham and he's even gone through so many of these ups and downs and being in the asylum and being quote-unquote rehabbed, which, I'm sorry, did anyone actually believe that? Because, no, not me. <laughs> uh, <laughs> th- that actually seemed almost too easy for them to be able to rehab him so quickly. But, no, I'm, I
3: am I-, I love the penguin. He makes me happy with his fancy suits.
0: And Rebecca?
3: Uh, well, she didn't get a ton to do in the second season of Gotham, but, um, but Barbara is, oh, like... My that lady. was She's... my runner-up. Yes. She she's one of my like she was that character that in season one everybody was like, Oh Barbara, I hate Barbara. And then in season two, when they let her be bona fide crazy, it was like, Yes, Barbara, that's what I'm talking about. So I really and especially with her interactions with Leslie, with Lee, mm-hmm. those were some of my favorite moments. Because I I'm kind of, I know a lot of people now say, oh, women shouldn't catfight together on TV shows. We shouldn't have catfighting. And I'm like, no, I like the catfighting. I'm like an old school soap opera fan where that's fun to watch. When you have two women who are like literally clawing at each other, that is one of my favorite things. And Gotham leans into that a little bit, especially when uh after Barbara fell out of and correct me on this, Bill and Amory, if I get it wrong, but she falls out of a stained glass window, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. And then yep. she's like, she's <laughs> in the hospital for a little bit, and uh-huh. when she's when she's laying on that bed or lying, I don't know which one is correct. And Leslie comes in to kind of check on her, and then she leans over. T- on you know leans yes. over to yes. in to whisper in her face and i can't remember what she says but i'm pretty sure she calls her the b word but it's just yes. that, that stuff is what that that was one of my favorite moments of tv yeah she calls All her bodacious
1: that's right rebecca yeah she calls
3: uh, her, she's like just, you are totally bodacious um <laughs> and that 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 to me just that's everything i love I, and They call her Stabby Babs because she pulls knives out of her wedding dress. And it's just, (laughs) it's one of my, I love the craziness that is Barbara. And sometimes she helps Jim out. So sometimes she's not completely evil, but she's one of those characters that I want more of. And I enjoy watching her.
1: You you know you know what I I think if nothing else we're finding out that you know well they might not they might lack the uh, organic relationships of this DCW verse, uh, you know I think <laughs> Gotham probably ha- has it nailed on villains you know yes. I, I think think they that's really their strength is the
3: villains. I I think that's that's a good point. For me, it's a tie between
0: Hugo Strange from Gotham and Zoom. I mean, look. Zoom was—I mean, they there were more flaws in Zoom, this C.M. compared to Reverse Flash, but doesn't deny the fact that he was still a mother-effing scary villain, and um, especially when we didn't know who he was and when we only kept hearing Tony Todd's voice, for you know, just just that, but not seeing the face. And uh, Hugo—I Sch- mean, BD Wong is deliciously evil. I mean. I, the the first time we saw the photo of him as Hugo, I'm like, oh, this is gonna be good. And, <laughs> and then we we see it, I'm like, oh, my mercy! I I can watch a show around him. That, that's that's like, why I'm like that. Now I'm p- even more pissed off that the cinematic unit is separate from the TV universe because oh my god, could you imagine BD Wong and Ben Affleck going at it for two hours on in the big on the big screen? just putting it out there and um, before we go on to the next um, question adam is going to jump off uh, because i don't know he has other things to do um but, <laughs> uh, but i mean i don't know he he wants to leave so no, I, 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 no I yeah he has to leave he has, he has he has other duties to do but adam thank you so much for joining us and uh, before you before you go let everyone know where they can find you on the internet
2: the best place to find me is on Twitter, at Mr. Adam Holmes. That's where you can find all the articles that I write for Simmablend.com, Movies, TVs, a lot of geek stuff. Just uh, head over there to read my stuff.
0: Awesome. Well, Adam, thank you so much for joining us. And uh, yeah, Thanks for having me on. Oh, you're welcome. So, so, yeah, take care, buddy. Uh, Later, guys. Uh, bye.
1: Yeah, bye. <laughs> bye. Bye.
0: Bye Felicia. No, I'm kidding. No, I'm kidding. I would never I would never buy Felicia Adam. Uh let's look <laughs> in the chat and see what they've said. And uh, we've seen favorite guests are from the OA. Sage says Vixen. Yeah, she was a pretty good one. Villain, I agree with Astra as his overall best. Dark was too bogged down in arrowness.
3: <laughs> is, that a, uh, is that a noun, arrowness? I mean, we're gonna it, have to look, define it, that. If, if I exists, wonder what the definition of is. Arr- I mean, I can assume I know what the definition of arrowness is.
1: Letting a supporter carry supporting character, become the main character.
3: That's a good definition. That's a solid definition. <laughs>
1: Because as you as you all know, I'm I'm super caught up on Arrow.
3: Are you? an, Bill's, ex- Bill's an expert on an Arrow. Arrow. I, <laughs> like like Arrow. I am. He <laughs> yeah, kills needs to meet. Uh, <laughs> uh,
0: And while Zoom was menacing, he was too crazy for my taste. Still haven't watched seen much of Goffman but Goth Penguin was the best thing about what I saw. And uh, let's see. Uh, guess Mark Trotter said Constantine was his favorite guest star. That was a really good one. That was actually one of the best episodes of. Arrow season four, before everything else happened. Uh, villain would have been dark, but drawn out, so Jerome from Gotham. Oh, that's cool. So let's go to the next one. Let's see. What have I... Favorite storyline. This can be, you know, character progression, development, or just, you know, as a overall storyline. So Rebecca, let's start with you.
3: The first thing that comes to mind is the maniac stuff at the beginning of Gotham season two, because... I, and I know that wasn't like very long. It wasn't a very drawn out thing. Hey, but Rebecca. That was just... I
1: just want to say that Anne Marie was sitting here doing the hashtag for hashtag maniacs with her fingers when you got asked the question. So
6: <laughs>
3: hashtag, absolutely, yeah. like hashtag hashtag maniacs. <laughs> I'm I'm pretty predictable. Let's just be honest. Um, <laughs> oh no, that was but, my answer. <laughs> oh okay. Yeah. Well, <laughs> we do share. We do share a brain. Sometimes, um, yes. Yeah, I. I thought it was really bold of Gotham. They came out swinging in season two. They didn't let anything. I mean, they had Jerome like on a bus with cheerleaders, like pouring gasoline. Isn't <laughs> isn't that what he did? Like pouring gasoline all over. Yep. At eight it, p.m. <laughs> they were they were pu- they were pushing people off buildings. I mean, they let their villains be villains, and I respect the heck out of that because I love a villain who is a villain. And they, when they had the the rise of the villains, they let them rise up. And so I, I give a lot of credit to Gotham for going for it. And I I would say, and I think uh, Bill and Amory might have mentioned this in their Legends of Gotham hour, but the the episode with when Jerome, spoiler alert, um, is no longer with us. That that episode was just it was awesome. It was one of my favorite TV episodes probably of all time. Um, so I would probably give it to Gotham. Uh, out of everything that I saw in terms of a storyline. Morgan. Hmm.
5: Storyline. I would say everything that led up to us finding out about Martian Manhunter. I thought that was such a clever, like, it was such a clever thing that they did having him be named Hank Henshaw and everybody assumes it's one thing and then it turns out that he's Martian Manhunter I love that it was not something I saw coming at all I definitely thought he was evil I'm like oh he's got red eyes he's he's evil and then you find out that he's Martian Manhunter and I think uh, he's Martian Manhunter has been so great through the first season of, um, of Supergirl and I just enjoyed all of his storylines so much so I think that that was one of my favorites all year
3: it's a solid pick.
0: Bill and hashtag, <laughs>
5: <laughs> hashtag maniacs.
4: All of the hashtag maniacs. All the hashtags. Oh, yeah. All of the hashtags. No, um, I'm pretty much going to echo what Rebecca said about this, though, is um, Gotham got a lot of <laughs> it was kind of slow and meh for season one. Mm-hmm. And as we've explained numerous times on our show, that's because they got added like an extra seven episodes last minute and had to stretch. But I think they wanted to make up for that fr- out of the gate for season two. And they took it above and beyond. But that hashtag maniac story arc set the pace for the rest of the season. And it kept up. Yeah. So I think it when you come out of the gate strong, that sets you up for an excellent season. And you can't fault them for that.
6: Mm-hmm.
1: So. But would
0: you.
1: William. Wait, William. Um... Oh. <laughs> Billiam, uh, uh, okay, uh, for me, and uh, you know, I, I, I'm sure this comes as no surprise to you guys who know me as Bill, Aerofan Fan Meeks, but Olicity. <laughs> I mean, I'm <laughs> done. I'm done. I'm done.
6: I'm done. I'm
0: done. <laughs> just, I'm leaving. I'm leaving.
1: You, you guys don't know this about me, but I sit there every evening from 7 p.m. to 7 05 p.m. drawing renditions of what. Felicity and Oliver's kids might look like, Oh no my and so I mean, it's just everything they did with that was great. <laughs> and that's my final <laughs> answer.
4: I think Bill and Rebecca have a competition to see.
0: Yeah, I'm, 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 I am wo- trying to make me guffaw the most obnoxious <laughs> way
3: possible.
0: I'm sorry, I'm recovering.
3: Um. <laughs> I want to see your artwork, Bill. Now, yeah, uh, me was, too. Uh, pictures uh, are uh, didn't uh, have coming coming to Twitter. Coming <laughs> to Twitter.
1: Yeah, it'll be a subscription service. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> a, you a, know, Patri- it's not much. A, it's a, like... Patreon Patri- Patri- Patri-
6: Patri- exclusive. Yeah, <laughs> Patreon exclusive.
0: And, and then no one patronized for that. Um, favorite storyline. I loved everything that had to do with Earth 2 on The Flash because I loved the idea of multiverse. And I love that we got to go to Earth 2 and see all those different things. I mean, look, seeing Jesse L. Martin sing as a jazz player on Earth 2 was just the best. And also, what's solid. And just seeing how how mixed up their world looked like it was merged with different time periods. It looked like it, it wasn't completely modern, but it wasn't completely... What's the word I'm looking for? I mean, it looked mixed and i love that setting and uh, i'm trying to i mean yeah th- that's my just my favorite story in terms of people you know just overall storyline for character wise and i guess we could at you know check with everyone but i i loved seeing i mean everything we got with cisco getting closer to becoming vibe and seeing Iris' journey to becoming the age reporter which you know i wish we had seen more of but i just you know whatever we could g- get. Was was awesome, uh, so so I guess that's a good follow-up question to favorite character storyline. I mean, maybe Eulicity. I guess I mean is, is that a good character? Um, <laughs> no.
6: no.
0: <laughs> Guys, we're tired We I get I get to crap on I think We're right getting now.
4: punchy here. I think yeah. we're getting.
0: Punchy. I mean, I'm if we're getting punchy now, then what what the hell am I then on a the regular basis when it comes to <laughs> that, that ship?
3: Um, (laughs) I mean, in in terms of uh, like Barry Allen, what what, would a storyline be about um, him learning about the Speed Force and everything? Like, I loved that whole section of The Flash uh, season two where he he got taken into the Speed Force and he spent some time there and he came back. Like, I don't know if that's a storyline for him, but I think season two was kind of helping him understand what his powers were and how fast he could be and wh- what he was capable of doing. So I guess that would be my answer to that question.
0: Morgan. I mean, I mean you said Martian manager so I maybe mean, if you want to bring another one though.
5: No. Yeah, I, I can do another one. Um, no, I, I, I agree Barista? with Rebecca. I... <laughs> Barista. Barista. <laughs> Yes. Um, I I loved the, the progression of Kendra from just a barista to a Hawk person <laughs> who mentioned that she was a barista a lot to a Hawk person who was leaving who mentioned that she was a barista at one point. Um, <laughs> lots of good character development for both Hawk people and Kendra and baristas. So.
0: Sierra, <laughs> if you're listening, we love you. It just that we, you deserve and we more. We love
5: baristas.
0: Yeah, we love yeah, baristas. As well. baristas. It's just that, you know, we. Should have been I mean Hawk Girl is a big deal and we <laughs> Oh
5: Hawk Girl. I'm so sorry.
0: Um Gotham <laughs> people is um you have a favorite character storyline? Butch. The rise no. and fall of Butch, Butch the bazooka.
4: <laughs> I love the fact that he went from lackey to being the king of Gotham essentially because everybody else just offed themselves and disappeared. To realizing he should not be the king of Gotham. And when his love is threatened, he's like, all right, I'll do whatever you say, dude. Oh, a giant rocket launcher? Okay. Boom. Like everything about that was way, way fun for me.
3: And didn't he have like some weird thing that happened to his hand? Remind me. Oh,
4: Oh, yeah. You mean when Penguin (laughs) chopped it off? Yes. (laughs) Completely. And uh... So that he had a reason to go to Galavan and Babs and Tabby started attaching small things to it. (laughs) There was a mallet. I believe there was some sort of a drill of sorts attached Mm -hmm. to it. Um, And in the end, I'm pretty sure he got a fake hand reminding me very much of Peter Pettigrew from Harry Potter.
0: (laughs) And Bill?
1: Oh, as for me, uh, favorite character storyline, I would have to say it was the one where you know, I, 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 as she was dying, that character approved of Oliver and Felicity's relationship. Stop
3: it! I, 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 stop I, it right now! I, <laughs> oh, you're killing me, Bill. Oh. <laughs>
1: I mean, it just
3: it Nails made me so hard. happy. I mean,
0: Bill, okay, I, Bill, I'm going to give you a disclaimer. There are fans of that ship online. Some of them <laughs> can be nice. Some of them, not so much. You, have, Your Twitter handle is out there. They don't they we don't hold back. People These are the people Twitter. that hated me for hating Loraland so for loving Laureland so much that they decided to send me pictures of dead birds the day after she died. So <laughs> <laughs>
5: well, <laughs> I, I, I mean, I, 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 just I, take life too serious, like it's I like, to think about like them, like googling like dead bird to like get that image for them. Yes! For you though, know, like, like yes! oh, I'll show him, and then there's just I'll like a whole of this image dead search bird. Well, the worst part is how bird. they get a
0: hold of my email address. That's the thing. I'm like, I never gave it out online, and the fact that the day after she died, they sent me like fifteen. I, 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 I shouldn't set the number how many they said, but yeah, lots of pictures of dead birds with nasty comments, and one in particular where Photoshop was involved. Wasn't pretty, so well, th- Bill, let me warn you, if you keep <laughs> joking more about said ship or said joking.
1: Joking. <laughs> if
0: you, I mean, if you're
1: no, hey, missing Andy, them, Andy I, gonna... I want to address this because those people...
6: I, I, oh, I that, just want to oh, say...
1: <laughs> no, no, I, I mean, I it's fine. This, it, it, it's completely okay to hate the concept of true love. And, but I think... <laughs> I, I want those people to reach out to me and engage with me. And, you know, once they see little Fel, uh, Felicity Jr. Oh, and... Oh. Uh, I, 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 Oliveria, I, you know the the kids that will come out of this relationship. Oliveria.
5: Oliveria. Oliveria. That's a good, Oliveria. That's a good name Well, I mean, once they <laughs> see you. your fan art, they're gonna know. <laughs> well,
1: I know. <laughs> so, so if they, if they engage with me and I tweet them this fan art, I don't think I don't think they'll be able to deny the true love that exists between Oliver and Felicity anymore.
0: I mean, you—you know, you know, you just made yourself an enemy, and Rebecca, for we saying all of that. <laughs>
3: if you had any of it. Oh, I time. think
1: if anything, I—I I got Rebecca more on my side with this whole bit. <laughs> oh,
0: so.
3: I want—I want Bill to start a Tumblr page. Okay. Oh my god! Like
1: I, I, I haven't I wanna, already. I want to
0: put this out to people out there listening. That mean, listen to this at a later hour. We've been podcasting for almost eight, nine hours, and we're like, I mean, look. Everyone, if you have opinions about whoever you ship and like, that's totally fine. Just please don't crap on us for being exhausted and just like, look, we've been polite for nine hours. (laughs) We we just
4: can find at AMD Simone any day. (laughs) (laughs) Because I got plenty of them from once, I forgot.
1: And I mean, you know, you you can ship anybody you want as long as it includes Oliver Oliver and Felicity. (laughs) That's all I'm going to say.
0: I mean, the day you actually watch Arrow... And you get into season three and four. I mean, I want to see if you're if you're not going to be scarred by life from that. <laughs> um, okay, so let's go to the next question. Um, favorite dynamic. This can be um, a you know does it, this is not romantically well. This is just you know dynamic as in maybe you know Harvey and Gordon or something like that. You know or you know anything. So favorite dynamic from this season. So. I'm afraid if I give him the bill, I know exactly what he's going to say. So, Morgan, go. (laughs) You don't know what I'm going to say. It's
5: It's Morgan's turn. Well, well, obviously, Oliver and Felicity.
1: (laughs) I'm out. I'm out. (laughs) Well, you know, it's just such a good team because, you know, she hacks and he shoots and they, they work together. And she know, nukes
0: these and doesn't get a single consequence for it. Let's okay, guys. <laughs> yeah. This is this is for charity. This is for serious. If we, okay. look, I, I will crap on the lizardy for free. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 guys. It's okay. We ship what you want to ship. Just don't hate on me. Uh, Morgan, seriously, what what's okay. the dynamic? My,
5: my serious a- answer. Um, I think. Probably Kara and Alex from Supergirl. I think I yep. love their sister relationship. It's so great, and I like that it has a little bit of tension underneath of it. Like I think probably most family relationships have, and they and they like didn't shy away from that, and they went into it. Like the um, the Red Kryptonite episode was one of my favorite episodes from the Supergirl season, and it was so good because it really dealt with their relationship. And, and the tension underneath of it, and I think that uh, it's so refreshing to see uh, a show that not only has a female superhero but also has sisters at like the heart of the show. I think that's great.
0: Anne Marie, I'm not I'm, Bill. You can say you can you can say your favorite dynamic after Anne Marie.
1: Yeah, my favorite character dynamic.
0: I said.
4: Hmm. let's see hmm. I feel like my answers are also Um, favorite character <laughs> dynamic ooh okay let's throw this one into the mixed the mixed what English um Galavan and Tabby hmm. oh. that is the most twisted messed up brother sister <laughs> I still don't understand how this freaking works relationship <clears throat> ever
0: I what you are going to say uh, Riddler and Penguin.
4: No. No, that one's not terribly interesting. They're just two bad guys who happen to get along and don't like when you move the mustard. <laughs> but, no, I think I'm, I'm I still... Sure. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, who likes it when you move the mustard? But, no, I spend the entire first half of the season going, I just don't understand! And just when I thought I was going to get an explanation in the family crypts, I still didn't get it, except that they had a dog when they lived by the sea. I'm like, but I don't get it. Are you adopted? Were you born together? Did somebody just, like, take in a homeless child? Like, I don't know what's going on with this. I don't know who is the lost sheep. I'm just confused because then they would go make out. Like, what is, what's...
5: Can I just I, say, I, as somebody who hasn't watched Gotham yet, you guys are really selling me on this.
3: Gotham is awesome, <laughs> really? Morgan. You uh, needed to get on that.
5: I was like, Definitely. every part of this sounds
4: amazing. I, I feel like... <laughs> it's Up so on hop on the Gotham train. I got my dad starting it, like, as soon as it came on Netflix, he started watching it slowly, and then he started binge-watching it, and I would get emails and texts going, what happens next to this character? I'm like, sit down and watch the next episode, dude. <laughs> So yeah, you gotta binge it.
0: It's fun. Bell.
1: Yes.
4: Uh, look, he doesn't even want to ask you. <laughs> I, I just he
0: doesn't even.
1: Re- I don't re- understand why he would be hesitant. <laughs> Cause, cause he because because he asked a he question. He asked a question about my favorite d- dynamic between two characters, and I mean the answer is obvious: Bruce and Alfred. Because I th- ah. I think they
0: wait for it. They, they, <laughs>
1: Because when they whip off their mask, you find out they're actually Oliver and Felicity. I see. No,
6: <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, I really like Bruce and Alfred, though. Um, I, I I think it's a really interesting how they've gone from like servant and uh, you know master to friends and to father and son in a lot of ways to equal partners now, and I I, I think. Uh, I, I really, really enjoy just the... Ding,
0: hey, ding, hey. ding, 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 We just hit $1,512. Nice.
4: nice. Yay! That's so awesome, dude.
0: We're
1: we're like in, the, we're, like, like the, we're in Wayne Manor.
0: We're like the, we're like the best. <laughs> so please continue. <gasps> <laughs>
1: Okay, but uh, yeah, ba- no, no. I just really like the way they interact, and I like the way they've built the relationship over time. And I think uh, David and uh, Sean Pertwee, Sean Pertwee, uh, do really, really well together. And I, I don't know. I just want to see more of it. I, I really, really like it. I, I mean, I don't. I haven't d- devoted any, any uh, you know, fan art Tumblr pages to it or <laughs> anything, but yet. Do, do, do yet, oh yeah,
0: exactly. Like, do you have a? It, it is summer.
1: I, oh, we we've had like three or four different ship names for Alfred and David, or uh, not David, but uh, yeah, Bruce. Just by the name. Yeah. Well, we know how to pronounce it correctly. Yeah, so. that's
0: how he says it.
1: So it, we we feel like we need we feel like we need to get that out there because yeah. we hear so many people calling him David, and that's, that's yeah not
0: right. So Rebecca, who's your favorite uh, dynamic duo?
3: I would echo Morgan's answer, actually. Kara and Alex were my favorite relationship of the TV season. And I love Alex because she is Supergirl's hero. And she is just as awesome and just as kick-butt as Supergirl is. And she doesn't have any powers. And I, I love that Supergirl looks up to her. And I love that they support each other. And I love that even in their backstory, you see that it was hard for Alex. Alex didn't want to have anything to do with her when they first brought her into the Danvers family it was very hard for her to accept <laughs> this literal alien into her home and so i i'm i'm with morgan i'm glad that they weren't afraid to go into those kind of uncomfortable attitudes and it i think it makes kara and alex's relationship much stronger for it so i i love their scenes together i would watch a whole show just about them and I look forward to seeing what they do in season two.
0: Okay, for me, it's um, I like that people are bringing up Wally and Barry, but the problem is that we didn't get a lot of. I mean, they had a couple of scenes together, uh, but not that many. So, I mean, it's an for me, it's an honorable mention. But I think definitely, Car and Alex, and Cisco and Harry. I mean, I I mean, good lord. Oh yeah yeah. Um, because. That was the that was the best. Uh, I mean, I ship those two. Um, and speaking of shipping, um, I mean, I'm setting myself up for a, you know, a, you know, PR suicide. But why not? Favorite ship. Bill, why why don't you start?
1: <laughs> Me. Um... <laughs> Uh, let's see here. Uh, no, I, I. You know what? I, I, enough joking. Yeah, I'm going to really? give a serious answer we have, now. We have,
0: we have 30 more minutes. Why don't you just you know go full? I mean, I, a good comedian doesn't stop you know at the last 30 minutes of his show. And,
1: I, and no, but, but I, 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 I want to give a sincere answer, like I did with the previous question, just because I, I, I don't want people to think that I'm just a big goofball goofing around up on Goofball
6: Hill. Except that he is.
0: <laughs> yeah, and plus, I mean, look, you're like you're like a morphed version of. Jesse Ferguson and um, Joel McHale, which is by the way, awesome. So, you know, <laughs> being being goofy comes with a job. I mean it in the best way uh, possible. I mean that's no, a compliment. No, Andy, I'm just so you know.
1: Andy, I'm not gonna I'm not going to wedge myself into the box you're building for me. <laughs> I, I, I'm gonna give a sincere answer here and I, I really I just have to say, you, you know, got it. it's gotta be Oliver and Felicity. <laughs>
0: It's like it's so. like it's like he's building up to something sincere, and then he's like, "No, why? Why? Why be sincere?
4: Day in and day out."
1: That's kind of my <laughs> modus operandi. Yeah,
0: <laughs> basically.
1: But <laughs> final answer. Final answer.
0: That's your final answer.
1: That is. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so no, bad cat I also like he's the good.
1: Nothing, I also like the good ship Lollipop. Um. <laughs> <laughs> What? I'm gonna take
0: away the wine
4: soon. I
1: promise. I haven't had any wine for at least <laughs>
4: ten minutes.
1: Ten minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I know uh, Gotham. Actually, uh, if I'm if I'm gonna go with Gotham, I don't know. Probably Bruce and Selina.
6: Oh, yes. Cat
4: Bat.
1: Yeah, bat cat, cat Bat. bat, bat cat. Bat Cat. The Cat Bat. Yeah.
6: <laughs>
1: but that I I, I I think there's probably people here who could speak to it better speak to it better than I could. So I'm gonna defer to anyone who would like to jump on that train.
3: Uh, on the bad cat train?
1: The bad cat. Bat-cat train.
3: Train. I'm I'm all aboard. I'm the conductor of the Batcat train. Choo <laughs> choo. I I think they are nailing Bruce and yeah. Selena's relationship on Gotham. Oh, yeah. Um I mean when they when they get older, they're just gonna be Batman and Catwoman. I mean they already kind of are right now. They are. And um I I love that they sometimes work together which is really fun and i i like that she can be a hero sometimes and yeah. i i think it's really cool that you know he helps her and they have and and sometimes they have fun together sometimes they go sometimes out they're and
6: teenagers.
3: <laughs> yeah sometimes they're like teenagers, they're still and, so- teenagers. Yeah. and some and sometimes they go through things that are really difficult and are something for older people too like didn't she go didn't wasn't she part of that whole matches malone thing I can't remember. She
1: was. She,
0: was, she, she was involved. She got, she got the gun for him, right?
3: Yeah, I want to say she knew about it. So sometimes they have to argue over what is the right thing to do, and I think that that's exactly what Bruce and Selena do. And I I love their relationship. And actually, now that you mention it, they might. If I was have, if I had to pick a ship on any of these shows, it would be Bruce and Selena.
0: And now, before I pass it on to uh, to Morgan, uh, we do have uh, uh, a last minute guest joining us. He's the host of Quiver Podcast, Mr. Michael Cohen. Michael, welcome to the Assembly Show.
7: Hey, hey, sorry I'm late, guys. Uh, uh, I just got out of seeing Ninja Turtles, starring you know the the star of Arrow, uh, Stephen Amell. So how was he? I <laughs> uh, actually he was really good. I had I was a little bit worried. I was excited when he got cast, but. I was a little bit worried that I, I don't know if he's really right for the role of Casey Jones. I don't know if I'm going to like this version of Casey, but he was actually really good in it. He was really charming. Uh, he was a lot more like he is in interviews, and a lot less like he is on Arrow. So uh, it, it actually, I thought it worked really well. I thought he was really good. The movie overall, I thought was awesome um, as a Ninja Turtles fan. But uh, we're not here to talk Ninja yeah, Turtles. Yeah, no, we're
0: so. actually talking, <laughs> talking about we're talking about uh, Ma- Mike, We're talking about the best thing ever on these shows, ships.
6: <laughs> and, okay. I'm not, I'm, I'm, <laughs>
1: we've just been gushing over <laughs> Olicity for, yes! for Michael hours Michael now.
0: Michael, Michael. B- Bill doesn't even watch Arrow and he's been making all sorts of I mean he gave me a horrible image of Oliver and Felicity's babies I don't want that <laughs> image in my head <laughs>
1: <laughs> I gave and, you three horrible images to be yeah. fair
0: So, uh, Michael the light is with your favorite ship I mean you do group of podcasts, you, you cover Arrow I mean you must love yeah. Olicity no, Donna, Don, and, uh. <laughs> P- and Quinton smoking lattes.
7: Um, you know, I'm not. I'm not really a fan of any of the ships that uh, that I let's say that have set sail on uh, on on Arrow um, in recent memory. Uh, there, there are a few relationships on that show that I thought were really great. Um, I think that the best one. Is the relationship between Sarah and Nyssa. I, I, they, that is the one yeah. to me that has like the most gravitas on the series. Um, it's handled the most maturely. Uh, and uh, and those characters aren't defined by that relationship. It's just a part of their story. So for me, like that's, that's where I go when I think of the best relationship on Arrow. Um, after that, I would say Roy and Thea. Are yes. really really clo- close second because I thought that their chemistry was great and the story like they elevated each other when they were in that relationship and I mean it, it's kind of still a relationship um, a, a bit you know like whenever Roy shows up they kinda, it kind of it kind of heats back up um, but uh, yeah I I, I really like those two um, and and I think Amanda would agree with me on on that because uh, I I. She tends to go for like the secondary characters and their relationships, not as much the uh, the the main character, because the main character it always kind of feels a little bit forced, you know. Um, particularly oh, on, it on Arrow, yeah, uh, it, it's not exactly been the best experience uh, that ship, but uh, you know, I, sometimes you gotta just play the cards you're dealt and. Uh, Arrow definitely teaches you that lesson when you podcast about that <laughs> yeah. show. You just gotta kind of roll with it sometimes and and take it for what it is. So when when Ollie and and Felicity were together originally, um, it it wasn't that big of a deal for me. You know when they got together sort of at the end of last season, the beginning of this one, uh, this past one, it wasn't that big of a deal. Uh, What became a big deal was when, you know, everybody started getting upset about the lying and the not being truthful and the hiding secrets and blah, blah, blah uh, about midseason this year. That's when it got that's when it got difficult to deal with. And it was the thing that Amanda and I were worried about, you know, that uh, that the relationship would end up defining the show. Um, and not not be an organic part of the show. So, so I like as much as as, as I am totally uh, right there with you guys when when we want to rip on Elicity and say, you know, that it was kind of the downfall of Arrow this last season. Um, I wouldn't say it, like the charisma of those two actors together is not my problem. Uh, it is the way that it was dealt with in the in the writing. You know, um, oh, I, I think I'll that that the characters do work well together the actors do have great charisma together and they're a lot of fun to see on screen together um but when they're enjoying their lives not when uh not when everybody's fighting with everybody else you know that's when it starts to get a little bit a little bit tedious so that's um, th- those are my viewpoints on ships
0: yeah, well said uh morgan <laughs> your totally your your total favorite ship is Hawks, right
5: Oh yeah, yeah, the hawk people, a hundred percent. All the barista, <laughs> all the
0: barista-ing, I think uh, that the barista
5: we're... backstory really just brings oh. such a, <laughs> such a gravitas to their relationship. Um, no, I think mine. I have two, and they're they're both very strange in combination. I really liked Barry and Patty at the beginning of. And I'm done. <laughs>
6: yeah,
5: wait. Wait, and I also really enjoy Barry and Iris. So I'm a very confusing person. But I thought that Patty was great. Um, I don't. I, I would. I really hope that they bring her back. Actually, I really. I thought that the actress was was so fun. She had such a good charisma, and obviously Grant Gustin has charisma with literally everything and anything and everyone. So, so they had a, a really nice uh, chemistry together. And they were up uh, they were fun until it got to like the secrets and lies part which is what kills all these superhero relationships. But I really liked the uh, I really liked when they started inching towards the actual Barry and Iris relationship that we all know is coming and those two always have such great scenes together and I really like their their relationship. So those two weirdly enough were my favorites.
0: I mean it's do I even have to say mine? I mean, it's I mean, it's totally Riddler <laughs> and Penguin. I mean, all that sexual <laughs> tension. I mean, look, give those two a couple of condoms and we got something going. I mean, look, we, they're doing everything else at 8 p.m. on Monday night for Fox. So why not just, you know, go, I mean, make a porn or something? Uh, no, of course, Barry and Iris is, kind of, is this is my clothes you know, Clark and Lois, you know, you know for The Flash. Barry and Iris, I mean, those two, every time they have a scene, it's... It's like magic. It is. You. It. It doesn't feel like you know. Oh, it's. It is. You know. It has to happen because it's a karma. It, it. You know. It. You love it because you want it to happen. If that makes sense. And. Yeah, I know I was. Rough on Patty. I. I will say rough. I mean I. I was probably. I was probably harder and rough on Patty, but. But. West, I mean? It's a. West Allen just stands out a lot more from these other ships that we have on the other shows because it—I mean—they're they, taking their time with it, and they—you know—they know that you know that it's coming, but they—you know—there's going to be, you know, like there's going to be some blocks in the way first, and so—and I like that fact that it's and that, that it's very mature if you think about it, and um, so yeah, and I'm trying to think if there's anyone else from—I know that—I mean, I love Selena and Bruce all the way, but the problem is that those two are more confusing than Rachel and Ross from, uh, whatever those characters from friends are called. Uh, I mean, because they're, I mean, one, one, in one episode, Selena and Bruce are getting along fine. The next one, Selena is mad at Bruce. And then the other one, Bruce is like, you know, I can trust you. And then, you know, like they're, <laughs> you, you're, you're
3: describing the Batman and Catwoman relationship. That's <laughs> what they do. at 14. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah. Let's exactly. all remember
4: ourselves at 14.
1: Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> But, but they I, shacked up together for, like, a month, too. So. Oh,
4: it was, like, three months at least.
1: Was it?
0: Yeah. All right. Um, <laughs> I don't know where to going to. But, like, yeah. But that's, those are our fan award you know, favorite highlights of these seasons. And I want to talk about one last thing before we wrap up the show. We have about... Fifty more minutes. Uh, guys, if you want to donate, uh, Mike, because you just got here, we have raised as of right now
7: $1,512. That is awesome. That's incredible, guys. Yeah. That's I, so great.
0: Uh, so if you want to donate, head over to slash fundraiser and do, um, donate a couple of bucks. Uh, and if you do that, I will say something nice about listening. Anyway, let's talk <laughs> about, you know, the 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 main thing about this whole event, which is the Christopher Reeve Foundation, you know, all of us are fans in one way or another of Superman. And is someone drawing, doodling? I I hear a pen.
3: I think it's Bill doing his Elicity fan oh, art. Yeah. Oh,
5: <laughs> no,
1: no, I actually am right now. But you know uh... when the
5: inspiration strikes, Andy, he's just yeah. got to go.
1: With it. I, I... I, I know I you guys never... are probably going to want, want to see it or something, but no, no, it's a work in progress. It's not ready for public consumption yet.
0: So. Uh, I'm going to have so many people tweeting me after this, uh, probably out of <laughs> anger. Um, Christopher Reeve, for many of us, I mean, we we all saw him as Superman at a different points of our lives, and we are all fans of Superman in one way or another. So, let's just go around the table and talk about what's we, you know, because we did it on the Flash podcast when Jason was on, and I wanted to ask you guys as well. Um, and let's start with uh, with you, Morgan. And uh, Christopher Reeve, as an actor, as you know, as Superman, as someone who's been such an in- inspiring voice and hero for people in this type of community and the legacy he's left, you know, with this foundation. You know, what does in short term, in other words, what does Christopher Reeve mean for you?
5: Oh, that's such a tough question. He's just so great. I just love Christopher Reeve. And I I, I loved the Superman movies. Like, I grew up on them. And for me, I think, and for a lot of people, he just is Superman. He just, like, if you just asked me just, like, straight up, like, who's Superman? If you had to pick one, it would be Christopher Reeve. And I think that it's it's not just the performances in those movies, but it's how he lived his life. Um, He just he's just very an, a very inspirational figure just like superman is and i think that he did so much good um in the world and i christopher reeve man he's awesome michael
0: um you know he in a, yeah he also goes you know because he's had connections to to, to, to you in a way you know through small and whatnot so um talk a little about christopher reeve what he stands for you
7: yeah, uh, well I mean, obviously he's Superman and, and for for our generation, especially I think like he is sort of the definitive Superman. Um, and and there's a lot of uh, pop culture since 1976 that has sort of been molded around his specific image and, and the way that he portrayed the character. Um, not only did he sort of define what Superman would mean for, for all of us as kids, Growing up, but he also actually did a really good job of defining the character of Clark Kent and, and bringing a little bit more three dimensionality to to that portrayal of the character. So that that can't sort of be dismissed. You, you have to acknowledge that. But but then obviously, um, you know, I, I going from from a tragedy uh, and and turning it into um not just you know a, a, a positive but like a strength and uh, and showing us that that even when you know life kind of deals you that that crummy hand, um, you know that you can still contribute, you can still be um, not just a regular uh, part of society, but you can still actually sort of exceed that and uh, and and you know he he exemplified the, uh, the ideology of a character like Superman in in his sort of later actions in life. And uh, and, and obviously, you know, he he continued to act through it um, and uh, uh, sort of right up until the end. He was on Smallville, as you you mentioned, as uh, Dr. Swan and and was great on that show. And it was a great uh, uh, passing of the torch. To uh to tom welling and uh, and the the next generation of supermen that would come after him. Um And and that that's an inspiration, you know, um I think that for a lot of people in in a similar situation They might not have have wanted to revisit um That character that they were so closely tied with uh, Especially in light of of his his personal situation Right. Because um, it, 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 that would be tough. That would be a difficult thing to confront um, sort of watching somebody else become Superman, which is, you know, what, what your career was defined by, which would be difficult enough, but then to have, to have the, the, you know, the, the, the like I said, the cards that he was dealt, but then to go, no, like it's the right thing to do to pass the torch of this character onto the next person. And, uh, and and to be a part of that legacy and uh, continue to be a part of that legacy. and he did. And that that was incredible. And that is inspiring. and it, it just goes to show um, Superman is a strong character. He, he can move planets and and uh, do all sorts of crazy things in the comic books. But one of the things that stands out the most to me about that character is is, is his strength of character. And uh, and who Clark Kent, uh, also known as Kal El, the last son of Krypton, who he is inside, and and how that influences his actions, and, and why he is Superman. It's not because he's invulnerable. It's not because uh, he can leap tall buildings in a single bound. It's because of you know how he was raised and and who he is as a person, and and that is exemplified in in the person that 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 was christopher Reeve. so um yeah i i it would be hard not to be inspired by somebody who is almost mythological in proportion like that so so i, I guess that's my very long-winded answer
0: <laughs> and, uh, that, that's why we're here you know to celebrate yeah, yeah. what he stood for um rebecca what is christopher what did christopher mm. reeve what does christopher reeve stand for you
3: Well, I think everybody hit on him being Superman and him being able to overcome adversity uh, when he was, you know, uh, incapacitated by his accident. um, And he used that as a strength for sure. And I'm always motivated by people who are able to do that and able to be an example for other people and help other people, even though their circumstances are tough. But what I think when I think of Christopher Reeve, I also think about what a great actor he was, and especially what a great comedic actor he was. I One of my favorite movies of all time is a movie called Noises Off, and it has Carol Burnett in it, mm-hmm. it has Michael Caine, it has uh, Mary Lou Henner, um, and John Ritter is also in that movie. It's a great movie. If you ever want a movie where you're just going to laugh for like two hours, watch Noises Off. And Christopher Reeve is in that, and he's fantastic. And um, I think it might've been during legends of Gotham where they mentioned that he went to Juilliard. And so I think some people don't, you know, they just see him as Superman in the Superman costume, but he was a fantastic actor. And, um, it wasn't just because he could make you believe he could fly and, and do all special effects and, um, you know, do those kinds of things, but he was a fantastic actor. And so when I think of him, I think about how much he makes me laugh in that movie. And I, uh, I would like to take his example of being able to persevere even when times are tough and use that as a way to help others. I think that's a great example of how someone can turn something around uh, that has, you know, beat them down a little bit. I mean, to be honest, if, if something, you know, it, bad happens in your life, you can still overcome it. You can still uh rise back and 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 help other people and do something good for other people so i i think that's a great example and i'm i'm glad we raised a whole bunch of money for his uh for the christopher and dana reeve foundation today
0: um amory and bill I, I i'm i'm still afraid he's gonna do some sort of eliciting joke in, within this, as as serious as this <laughs> is so uh
1: i would i would never joke about eliciting <laughs>
0: <laughs> um
4: I think what Christopher Reeves really means to me and what I've learned from this entire experience is that even before he had his accident and helped to form the Christopher and Dana Reeves Foundation, he was an honest-to-goodness good person. He, was, he did amazing things for so many different people charities and all of these different organizations to help people who couldn't help themselves. Um, It only makes sense that after his accident, he continued that work with something that was so close to his heart and his family's life. I think that's just the type of person he was that do good things, help other people. And you know what? It's going to come back around to you that other people are going to want to help you. Mm.
1: Uh, <laughs> as for me you know you, you guys have all brought up a ton of really great points said them way better than i ever could I, i'll just say <laughs> that uh you know it, it, people might not know this but uh one of the least loved uh superhero movies ever superman for the quest for peace uh the the story uh and I uh, You might think I'm kidding, but uh, actually go read the novelization uh, of the movie. It's a much better story than the movie ended up being. Uh, But Christopher Reeve was involved in that story. And that story was hugely centered around Superman trying to rid the world of nuclear weapons. And I think, you know, all those years before, you know, his tragic accident and all of his heroic work with the Foundation and everything uh he was already n- not just playing a superhero trying to set a good example for the rest of the world but he was being he he, w- he was uh being a creative person trying to set an example for the the real world i uh, and uh he thought that superman getting rid writ- rid of all of the uh, nuclear weapons in the world was a, a g- really good way to uh you know, at least maybe influence some kids. I, and there's a kid in the movie that uh, influences Superman to make this decision, but influence kids around the world to work to that go- goal. And I mean, th- then you have people who grew up on those movies, like say the current president of the United States, who are majorly making movements to kind of kind of end nuclear armament. Uh, you know, throughout countries across the world, and I th- I think. You know those movies and his his work in them, uh, I I I think are going to have very positive effects throughout the world, you know, for decades to come, and the, the work he's done, uh, he did on behalf of the foundation, and the work the foundation has do, done on behalf of him, are are going to continue to do the same, and I ju- I just think it's it's great that uh, a guy who played Superman ended up being as good of a guy as he was. And I, I, I think you can say that really about all Superman actors across the board. They, they're they all pretty good people, uh, except for one I can think of. But, uh, you know... <laughs>
6: hey, hey, let's be
0: honest now. Who, who are you talking about?
1: Oh no! I was talking about George Reeves. He was kind of a
7: mess.
6: Yeah, he uh, had a little there,
0: bit. Of there's
7: hope. a Ben Affleck. There's a Ben Affleck starring movie uh, uh, about that. Where he's so yeah. he left up. with uh,
0: the, the the woman who plays Marv Kent in BBS.
7: <laughs> very true. There you very
1: go.
0: True. It's all connected, but, but, y'all.
1: But but I, I I will just say you know they they've all been good people, but there was one great person who played the character, and that was Christopher. So. Hmm. And that's it. Yeah, I'm,
0: and I'm gonna. Um, I said it's on the flash pocket. But I, you know, in case some people were not there to hear it, um, Chris you stood. You know, all the things that my fellow co has said, uh, I you know, I'm echo, I echo all of that. But you know, for me, what he stood for. I mean, look, I, you know, I'm not. I I, I had not. Go, I have not gone for, gone through what he had to go through. Um, but I am in a position where I know what it's like to be. Really different from your fellow people in society and community and whatnot. And as I said on the flash, it's something that not a lot of people know is I have Asperger's syndrome. And during my teenage years and in high school, I had severe struggles with accepting that I was different. But, and, you know, Christopher Reeves, Superman was one of the first heroes I grew up with. And during that time, I during high school, and whatnot. Christopher Reeve, Superman, and Christopher Reeve as a person, helped me accept that it is alright to be different, that it is alright that you know, and also that you can be loved for being different. Because, look, I'm sure all of us in on this Skype call, And everyone who's listening, can relate to when we were all teenagers. All we cared about was just being normal, fitting in, and you know, on all, all those things. But you know what? Being normal is so overrated and uh, so and Christopher really helped me understand that and um, when I really needed it the most so you know because that's one of the issues I could actually accept with myself and you know I at some ways I've been able to use it as a strength. and uh, some ways it, it you know it's a curse but you know we all have them and you know it is what he meant I mean look like I said I'm being I know I'm being selfish by, you know, saying what he just what he just meant for me in terms of this situation. Because, you know, like, that's, you know, he, it's our di- different, our situation are completely different. But the fact that he stood for being that it, difference is okay, you know, is something that we sometimes forget to have in society and whatnot. So, and of course, everything that he has done, I mean, whether it was on the big screen, when it, whenever he was saving someone from a... I almost said Burning Tree, but I'm like, I don't think I've ever see, seen a superhero do that. But like, whenever he's saved anyone uh, or he, he has inspired someone in real life, you know, I mean, that's, like, there's been tons of great actors playing this role, but I think Christopher Reeve is always gonna have a very special impact. Compa- I mean, not to take away from what Dean Cain and Brandon Routh and Tom Welling and Henry Cowell and all these other great men have done, but Christopher did something that's I don't think anyone else can replicate. Um, and I think that is, I guess, a good place to wrap it up. at. Um, uh, does anyone have, have any final words about this event, uh, this, you know, being part of the Easy Pockets Network or anything? Uh, or heck, even Olysses drawings. Bill, uh, but, <laughs> <laughs> uh, is, does anyone have any final words?
1: Choo
6: choo! <laughs> choo,
1: choo, 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 choo
7: choo Yes,
0: Mike, you're good Alex. with inspiring. You got you're good with inspiring speeches, so go, Michael.
7: Yeah. <laughs> oh, you want me to give an inspiring speech? Yikes. Yeah. I know something. Um, I get. I guess it is what what Oliver Queen has become known for, isn't it? Um, mm-hmm. Standing on top of cars. So here, I'll just get on top of this. I'll just get on top of this van here and and just say, I, uh, I think it's awesome that Andy uh, has brought us all together. Um, I, I, I'm in a similar position with, with, uh, my podcast network and, uh, and yet I have not, uh, I had the wherewithal to, uh, to bring all of my teammates together, uh, in the way that, that, uh, Andy has to, uh, to not just, you know, sort of serve ourselves and our audience, but the, the wider world. So I think that the fact that, you know, uh, it's, it's similar to what we were talking about with Christopher Reeve, I. Uh, the fact that we're all podcasting about superheroes because they inspire us and, uh, and, and, you know, we, we love these stories. Um, The fact that we can all come together as a, as a team, as a group to, uh, to, to try and help do something good for, for everyone. uh, I I think that's really cool. I I think that's a great thing. And I, and I think that, uh, that, that those who, who organized uh, this whole day, uh, that they deserve that credit, and uh, and you know, I mean, like I just show up and talk, and uh, apparently give inspiring speeches. So I, so just you know, I I I'm thankful that you guys are out there doing this stuff and taking what we do, our podcasts, which are are really. Um, I mean, I can speak for myself when I say this, it really just kind of silly, their escapism. Uh, it's a good way for people to be entertained, but, um, it's really cool to be able to turn that around and do something that's, that's really going to affect people's lives. Uh, and, and I mean like $1,500 is not a small amount of money. That's a, that's a pretty significant chunk of change for the, uh, for the, the, the time that we've spent here today. And, uh, and, and and I think that's awesome. So you know we've got a great group of podcasters, but more than that, we have an incredible group of listeners collectively from all of our podcasts that that made that possible. That came together and uh, and and supported us in supporting the the Christopher and Dana Reeve Foundation. So um, thank you to everybody that was on the podcast uh, on podcasts. Uh, all day. And, uh, and especially thank you to everybody who donated. It's, it was incredible.
3: And can I also say a big thanks to the Christopher and Dana Reeve Foundation? Yes. They, um, they were really awesome with us. I, I think the day that we put out the press release that we were doing this, they contacted us and said, what can we do to help you all? Thank you for doing this. They, um, uh, you know, had one of their representatives chat with me for a little bit so that we could get out some information for them. Um, And I I, and even Tony today popped in uh, for a little bit of the chat and and got a chance to talk about DC movies with us. And so that was really cool to be able to work closely with them and um, to know the people behind this organization and to know that the money that we are raising is helping them do what they're doing for other people so i just want to thank the the foundation for reaching out to us and helping us help them
0: well said and uh yeah i mean th- my last thought is just that i love this network i love it that, that you know look i don't know how many people i message dm facebook instagram message and whatnot and so on but i you know I'm probably, I am probably probably like irritated so many people's ears like throughout the past two weeks, but when it comes to shared it, when it comes to things like this, I have no limits. And the fact that I, you know, we, I, mean, I get to work with such amazing people on this kind of thing. And look, like like I said before, you know, we don't get to always come together. Uh, I mean, like, this is kind of, you know, look, you think the S- Supergirl, Flash, Legends, and Arrow crossover is going to be complicated? No! We we win we win that award for complicated crossovers, <laughs> uh, like you know like I'm sorry, CW has nothing on us, <laughs> and, um, yeah, and yeah, and I'm just so blessed that we got to do this and so. And I'm 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 I think it's pretty safe to say that we we will do another one next year, uh, or maybe who you knows maybe this fall. But I think that you know this is something that I've, we want to continue to do, and the fact that we know that there is I mean each year we I mean last year was a huge success. This year was. I mean we didn't a record and you know I mean Michael 5 minutes before within within quiver start time I had to interrupt and say hey Mike we we just crossed a goal is like, <laughs> it took 5 minutes and I'm like just finish your speech michael i'm like we just crossed one thousand dollars (laughs) so imagine what we can do next year and so on and we you know like i said rebecca said it so well that we're proud that we got to team up with the christopher and dana reeve foundation the fact that that they got i mean they got in touch with and we've been in constant communication with them and you know they do awesome work so guys just because you know we're wrapping up this event you know charity you know live show to you know in just a two three minutes or so on doesn't mean that you that you can't keep donating. Like you know the, the 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 page won't go away, and you know we you know we're gonna sometime tomorrow or Monday we might actually do it on Monday so we can give the the entire weekend to the listeners who who wasn't maybe able to tune in to keep donating and whatnot, and um, you know so so, so if, if we do hit two thousand awesome if we don't still we hit fi- almost sixteen hundred and that is. I mean, I feel pretty good about myself, and I, you know, I'm sure my fellow co-host does as well, because this is. I mean, heroes doesn't only exist on the bi- on the screen; they also exist in le- real life. If you decide to be one, uh, but I guess that's gonna wrap it up. Um, I, I mean, we social media links are all available and whatnot. But what is coming up for e- everyone? Like, is you know, the summer is here. It's gonna get warm and It's gonna be cons and stuff, whatnot. So let's go around quickly around the table and see what everyone is up to. So, Mike, are you gonna be doing any events or anything like that coming up in the next two months? Uh,
7: you know, I know I I mean, I, I have some big stuff going on in my life this summer that uh, that precludes me from being able to go to cons this year. But um, I but you know, we've got tons going on at the Quack Podcast Network, um, all sorts of stuff. I uh, especially. Uh, for our Patreon supporters, um, so there, you know, there will be podcasting all throughout the summer. Uh, Quiver specifically takes a bit of a hiatus, but uh, but Amanda and I are gonna we're gonna get together a couple of times and record a few things. So there will probably be something around Comic Con, some Comic Con chatter and that sort of thing. Uh, but uh, we've been we've also kind of been been threatening everybody that maybe we'll do a a, a live or sort of live to tape uh, Top Gun. Commentary because Amanda's nice. never seen Top Gun, so um, and Top Gun's one of my favorite movies of all time because Tom Cruise. I mean, how oh, can that's you not t- right. It's not so.
0: like a TV show with uh, in Britain.
7: <laughs> no, no.
0: Oh, Oops.
7: <laughs> Sorry, sorry to that. disappoint you, Andy. Uh, yeah, no, no, no. Tom Tom Cruise fighter pilot movie. That's uh, that's uh, Anyways, um, yeah. So that's about all I've got planned for this summer, other than uh, uh, life stuff. But uh, yeah, that's it. So if people want to stay up to date on that sort of thing, they can head to, to QuiverPodcast.com or thunderquack.com and uh, and and stay up to date.
0: Bill and Anne-Marie, what, are you, what will you guys be up to uh, throughout the summer? Uh, any cons, anything like that?
4: Yes, actually. Um, in about a month or so, we will be hosting a, a, a Gotham panel at Tampa Bay Comic Con. Um, and we will be spending a lot of the summer really focused on our We're So Lost podcast with with, with a few little uh, Gotham ones thrown in here and there.
1: Yeah, we'll have some Gotham commentaries from season one. We're going to try and wrap up season one before season three starts.
6: Probably a good idea. Yeah, definitely.
1: Yeah. Uh, but but uh, we, with that, guys, uh, we're probably gonna have to go because I, I have a, I have a friend I have to call and stuff. But uh, legends of wait, thank you guys so thank much. Thank you so much. Thank
6: you, it, everybody. It, it,
1: it, as last year, this year was a great, great experience. It was great in hanging out with all of you guys and everything. Uh, but uh, we love you all, obviously. All of the hearts, obviously. Yay. But yeah, we're, we'll, we'll go right. ahead and get going, and you guys can finish up. But uh, thanks. Go ahead and talk about us.
0: <laughs> oh, oh my God! All those all, all those Olicity jokes, Bill made. I mean, oh my God! What is wrong with well, that man? Oh
1: my God. Who do you think I have to? It's my it's, it's my fan art love. agent. Come on! oh,
0: oh, oh All right. Uh, no, but uh, I, I I messaged you something. Uh, nothing elicited, but uh, but yeah. No, guys, thank you so, um, Bill Amory. You're always awesome. We need to we need we need to do more things together. If you like, because we need to get Gotham into the Berlanti somehow. I'm just saying. No.
1: I don't know. I think I think Earth G is, is is fine where it is. I mean, I, I <laughs> guess you know Flash could pop over every once in a while. Uh, you know, that that'd be kind of fun.
0: That no, would be pretty dope. Uh, but yeah, if you had to take Ooh. off, take off. Uh, just check your messages. I have some.
1: Yeah, we'll do. We'll do. Thanks, Andy. Right,
0: thank you, uh, Morgan. What will you be up to this summer?
5: This summer, um, I will be at um, San Diego Comic Con. So I will be covering it for Buddy TV. So uh, keep your eyes peeled to Buddy TV for some of my coverage. Um, and then I guess just uh, hanging out, try not to get more sunburnt than I got today. Oh, no. Yeah, it's pretty bad. It hurts a lot.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Rebecca, are you going to be doing any cons uh, in the next two or three months?
3: Yes, I go to Dragon Con every year. It's my happy place. So um, if you will be in Atlanta the weekend of, uh, well, what what is that weekend? Um, I'm blanking on the holiday. But that's called Labor Day weekend. That's the one. Um, it's every Labor Day weekend. So if you're around let me know i would love to come meet any listeners that are going to be there I, I usually try to be on a, a couple of panels while i'm there um but uh if you're a dragon con uh let me know at derby kid on twitter and um for supergirl radio we're we're gonna keep recording stuff we're gonna finish up adventures of supergirl and then we're gonna have some fun episodes maybe do some character spotlights now that we have some new characters coming onto the show so stay tuned to the feed
0: and for me, I'm going to be at San Comic-Con yeah. next month uh, with uh, with uh, several people that I know uh, for TV Overmind, but i will also be, be Hollywood, and some capacity for The Flash Podcast, too. Um, that's uh, I think that's the only event I'm going to. Uh, people can find me on Twitter at Andy Burbank, which is spelled B-H-B-A-K-H-T, where you can give up all the latest work that I do, uh, Heroic, TV Overmind, The Model Report, uh, the whole DC Podcast Network. Um, in terms of the Flash podcast, yeah, we're gonna be kicking off our summer season soon, um, you know, with some co- cool stuff covering, you know, some things of season two, some speculative for season three, and you know, leading up to Comic Con, uh, and uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, just stay tuned, um, and hope maybe hopefully we'll do some more live stuff together as DC pockets in some capacity. We did it during the um, Mike, we did something in the December, right? We did something about. Did we, was it crossovers? We did some, we did yeah, I live. think we did.
7: I, we did a quick crossover uh, t- episode between the two of us.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. Um, so hopefully we'll do some more stuff like that in, in live because live and wired is fun. <laughs> I love live wire, and uh, yeah. But guys, everyone, thank you someone who's who's been in the chat all day long and donate and spread the word about it. And I mean, the fact that we're trending on Twitter in some capacity is kind of the best. So. Uh, so yeah guys thank you so much and we you know stay tuned for future events I mean look there will be another charity event maybe this fall maybe, but definitely next year and uh, yeah I mean keep if you want to keep spreading the word about donating to the Christopher and Dana Re Foundation please do so at dcpagas.com fundraiser but with that said guys we're going to wrap it up here all these shows will be available on individual feeds and on the DC Pagas mega feed so if you weren't able to listen to it you will be able to listen to it on the individual feeds. So for all of our members here on the DC Podcast Network, I'm Andy B. Thank you for an awesome event and we will see you soon on the airwaves.